11 O'Clock Comics, Episode 90. Keep tapping at that Eagle Moss. We're gonna have to have a nice sponsor because this is the three episodes in a row we've had. Dude, I just actually a half hour ago I, I opened up my just received first ever Bowen statue. <laughs> no, no, dude. Uh, the Deadpool Bowen statue. There's only one. Actually, I just the guy's selling one right now, and I just asked him you know, what, what, how much it costs. Three fifty. Yeah. That's the yeah. Point. You know, I. I that's for real or are you joking? No, that's that's the real statue. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. You see, maybe it is your 350. <laughs> it's the one it's the one where it's, it's like uh, seriously, I'm like, oh man, first hold on a second, let me go back. Uh it's the one where he's like standing facing forward with, with a, holding a gun in each hand sticking up in the air. That yeah. One? yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Well I'm not paying three fifty for it, so Maybe free, but not free fitting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, especially if he only has one of the heads. You're all right. I Let's like roll. Let's do it. You're all nice. right. Do it. Come Ooh, on. Come on. That's right. Look at this. Come it's on. it's 11 o'clock comics on a Wednesday, and I am an all-fired-up Vince B. For once, oh, I'm all-fired-up about stupidity. Yeah. I'm so I'm so excited to to pass the baton of of, <laughs> of, of hate and bile to Vince. <laughs> and I'm Chris Neesman. This is bizarro episode of Lone Yeah, yeah. The opposite day. I'm uh, I'm David Price, and and bad puns aside about not talking to you guys since last year, it really feels like it's been a long time. It's been a week, but it really to me it does feel like it's been a long week. You're yeah. right. A lot of yeah. happened. Um, and uh, part of that, of course, is me becoming Zach Galifianakis. Oh, no, yeah. you're not. Not even going to try it. <laughs> you are Jason Wood, sexy man in the house. We're all here again. Jason oh, yeah. Wood. That's right. Was it? Well, I am. I am wearing a a a uh, a jock strap uh, and only a jock strap, just like Mr. Galifianakis did in The Hangover. So that that's cool. I haven't seen it. Seen that movie? Well, whatever. No, Same like here. You. I hear it's good though. I tell you, real quick, I did see a movie over this uh, over the break. I actually saw a bunch, but the one I wanted to comment real quick about, Drag Me to Hell. Oh, uh, yeah? Uh, all I can say, it's a Sam Raimi movie. I, I had <laughs> such high hopes cool. going into it. Uh, no, I mean, is it is it bad when an artist stays true to form and produces something within his parameters? Because if you've seen Darkman and if uh, you've seen, say, no, Dead by Dawn, like okay. the Evil Dead 2, you've seen Drag Me to Hell. I mean, there's nothing new under that little sun. But is that a bad thing? Yeah, so, some, sometimes that's what you want. Right. I guess. But it was okay. I, I, we, we, I enjoyed we do, we it. We do that every week. In, I know. In you, know, you, know what, you know what I tried to see? You know what I tried to watch over the break? What? I didn't even make it a half hour into it. The Spirit. That shit got oh, sent back unfinished. Look I, at really? you. Oh, my God. It was fucking Wow. Up. But visually, though, is it is it... Is it a visual stunner? But it, I, oh, I wish man. I could say yes. 
I wish I could say even visually it was pretty or it was nice to look at, but I'm really scared to rent it. <sighs> that says something. I'm I'm afraid. It's not, even, it's not even in my queue. Yeah, I don't even yeah, have my queue. I, I, I don't care. Buzz was so bad for it. I did well, see well, uh, oh. District Nine. Oh, that, okay. that, that 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 interests me. Wow. You know, I'd rather see Rise awesome. of Hope again before I try to watch the Spirit. Oh man, <laughs> District Nine's amazing, isn't it? I liked it, and you know what? It was not what I expected it to be. Which uh-huh. was a good thing. It, it was exactly. uh, so far out of left field. I just thought we were going to get this class struggle uh, message on apartheid masquerading as this alien. enemy mine in in in, okay. in you know okay. in apartheid. Yeah, well, no, I know I it had it, it had a lot of that in it, but it was actually the story of one man, which was really cool. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. But anyway, this willy nilly banter is. Brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service. That's dcbservice.com. Fire up your browser, hop on over to the website, and you will be amazed at the, the amount of discount you can get your favorite funny books. It's crazy. 35, Wumba, 35 to 75% off certain items, plus an amazing array of independent books in their First Light program, and they are carrying the works from a true master. I don't think this is a stretch when I call this man a true master steve ditko they have new and old books from steve freaking ditko shipping now so dcbservice.com check them out wonderful stuff yay and they're offering i'm getting i'm getting there i I, I was gonna do it um but if if you're new to the discount comic book service and you know not everybody uses them what you can do you will actually benefit from your greenhornishness If, (laughs) if, if you type in E-O-C-8. That's E-O-C-8. Get it? 11 o'clock 8. You get an extra percent, 8% on your, off your order. It's crazy. That's nuts. So you're, you're averaging about 35 to 45% off, plus you're adding another 8%. Nuts. Capital Z. So you got to do a, it. a greenhorn. Uh, I think that's one of the specials is, uh, Kevin Smith's, uh, greenhorn is 50% off. For this I, month? I like experimentation, uh-huh. and, and I'm all for pushing the boundaries. Cato is not a woman. I'm sorry. Cato uh, is... No. Say, don't poo-poo before you read it. I know, yeah, but I just true. don't like the way it looks. And I like boobies. But anyway, so yeah, Speaking here we are. This month, um, when you get to the end of your order, um, from what I understand, I haven't gone through it yet, you will be allowed to pick five mm-hmm. free comic book yes. day comics. Yes, Jim Woodley. Mm-hmm. And you get a free Happy Ending Sunday. <laughs> and uh, Mike, Mike I just Norton's. Had one of those. Yes, Mike Norton's <laughs> the curse. Oh, yes, definitely getting that. Make sure, make yes. sure to put uh, the curse on your order. And right. another opportunity to order Mysteriously Unfathomable. Did you see the print? Have you oh. seen images of that print? That's what I'm saying. Oh, man. That is a gorgeous print. First 250 customers get that print. Yeah, so make sure you get one. I mean, by all means, you got to get the book. I ordered, but I ordered two. You would. I didn't do my well, order I'm yet. Gonna, I'm going to give one to a friend. Of course you are. You have a friend? You're, you're, oh. you're a caring person. I'm, I'm mailing it to you. Is it going away from Oh, oh no. Yeah, I love you. But uh, see, my, my train of thought was derailed because I was going to say something and now it's gone. Poof. Evaporated. Well, well why don't you Oh, Jason, you eat at Friendly's? No. I was saying, you said, I just heard one of them. I was like, get out of here. No, I, I thought I was, I was talking about you're the happy ending. another happy ending. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm not a pig, so. I wasn't thinking. <laughs> You're right. Oh, that must be one of his resolutions for the year. Yeah, exactly. All right, All right guys, drink roll call because I know we got a lot to talk about. Um, Vince, go. Yingling, next. 
Nice, good. Uh, David. Jim Beam Ginger Ale. Ding. Ooh, what kind of ginger ale? Uh, three the, for a dollar. Uh, the bubbly stop kind. Stop Sterling brand. Store brand. No, that's not. That's good. That's good. Uh, uh, I, I love Jim Beam and ginger ale. That's a, yeah. that's a great drink. Uh, and Jason. I am drinking some Sing Dao. Bless you. You did have good insight. What is, what is that? <laughs> In what? form. It's what, is, what is it? It's a Chinese beer. Yeah, it's Chinese, Chinese beer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Always, always get that in the Sapporo mixed up with Sapporo's uh, Japanese. Japanese. Yeah. So yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. I'm a little vague um, on the Chinese stuff. Things sounds yeah. good. Yeah, it's um, good. I am. I'm having a, uh, a gin and tonic because it's kind of what was around. Nice. So a little uh, beef eater uh, gin and uh, a tonic and a twist of lime. So in a pint glass. Huh. Yeah. Suddenly, glass gin and tonic. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm classy. How many fingers of gin do you have in there? Mm-hmm. Like 17. <laughs> I would say four. If I know Chris, four big meaty fingers. Well, <laughs> so, um, David likes three, three and a half a pinky. I guess. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> nice. It's like three and a, three and a little bit of Vince Dick. Oh, <laughs> dude, I'm. Oh t- shit! <laughs> below the belt in the new year. Damn. Oh man. man. It's bizarre really episode. Happens. Yeah, seriously. So, so can I tell you about my my two collectible um, updates here? Please, oh, please do. Can. All right. Well, first of all, I have finished off my Eagle Moss uh, DC Lead collection, except Excellent. for for one figure. Ooh. I need I need I need Doctor Light, which I'm picking up. Um, probably on Saturday, and then I will have all of the standard size figures, and then I've just got uh, a few of the uh, the special wow. uh, fancy Nancy big ones. You know, a, a word of recommendation: don't put the Doctor Light figure near the other ones because they'll all have little tiny divots in their dupas. Yeah, if you, if you leave them. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I've I've just about got all of the the DC, and they look. Uh, they look uh, uh, wonderful. So you have oh. like 50, 50 Eagle Moss? Yeah, right? Because that's how, that's how many's in the set, right? 50? Yeah, like something like that. that. Wow, that's impressive. I just picked up one, well, have the, one week at the shop. It's still have impressive. Have the been coming out uh, slower, or, or are they newer than the Marvel? Because there's over 100 Marvel ones. They are newer than the Marvel, okay. and the Marvel ones... I've got, I've got a smattering of the Marvel, and I've decided that uh, I'm just... Uh, uh, when I finish up the DC ones, if I'm going to do any of the Marvel, I'm going to start with uh, Spider-Man Rogues. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. So, yeah. and then uh, and then the other little bit of collectible thing. Everyone uh, out there knows I I play Hero Clicks, even though I haven't played in a long time. I'm going to try and start playing again. <laughs> There's a new a new set of Hero Clicks, the uh, the uh, Hammer of Thor. I saw them, and, yeah. And um, there, um, uh, there are like chase figures and that kind of stuff in in Hero Clicks, which are like more uh, more limited and more rare types of figures that are in the packs. You know, they used to be uniques, but now they're super rares. And these chase figures, well, they um, um, for this last set, they have put out in a limited amount these packs called God Packs. And have you heard of these events? Yeah, yeah. Where it's what there's five are there five figures in a pack? I don't know the specifics of it, but I know it's a sweet deal. 
yeah, I think it's five five figures in a, in a pack of these now, and there are five of these super rare figures yeah, in these year, god year in these weeks. god packs. Yeah. So I'm I'm over at uh, I'm over at Dark Tower this week, and I was like, hey Mark, you know I'm uh, I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna pick up a, a couple packs of this Hammer of Thor. There was uh, a couple a, a couple packs two two packs left on the shelves. They had a big sale there this weekend. It's like ah well you know what the hell I I, I was thinking about playing, so I'll need a few figures to, to bring out next week. So uh, one of the guys who is a judge for the tournaments is there, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, be, you know, be great to have you back, and you know, here's some of the, the cool figures in the set. And so I, I, I run over and I, and I grab a couple uh, of, uh, of these packs, and I, I don't check out, but I, t- I look at Mark, and I'm like, hey, I'm getting a, a couple of these. I'll, I'll pay for them when I check out. And I open them up, and, and Mike, the, the judge, is, is standing there, and I pull out the, I pull out the, the case with the figures and he's like you just pulled a god pack i got like odin the uh thor buster iron man chase figure loki hella and venus from uh from agents of atlas wow that's awesome and I'm like, well, <laughs> that was all right, cool. And, and Mike is just, Mike, who bought like two cases and got like, <laughs> four, four super airs total, is like you could see the smoldering a little bit. That he's like, uh, I'm happy for you. And so I, I go and I open up the next pack. It's a second God pack. Oh, you oh, gotta man. be kidding me! <laughs> yeah, another Thor Buster, which is going on eBay for like eighty bucks. A second, a second <laughs> Loki, and uh, oh gosh, what else? Uh, uh, there, oh the Ultron, a Seth, and I don't know uh, another one. So now see, yeah. if I were Mark Beatty, you'd be, dan- you'd be <laughs> dancing on the table. <laughs> and Beatty looks up over <laughs> over the counter. He's like, you know, you haven't paid for those yet. <laughs> <laughs> Good so for was, you. That, yeah, it's that was the. Uh, the I guess I, I guess everyone has those little lucky moments. I'm expecting something either you know go out and buy a lottery ticket or get hit by a truck. Now you'll you'll never duplicate that. Never. Oh no, no, no. That's that's it's your like, I, shining hero clicks moment I, right there. I should have bought a lottery ticket. No, I got two god packs. So yep, I think it was kind of wild. A lottery ticket. Cool. Mm-hmm. But I got uh, on the the comic note. Um, I traded in the extra Thorbuster. Because I got two of them uh-huh. and the extra Loki, and bought a bunch of other um, clicks out of the set and some comics and stuff. I, it, it was ridiculous the the trade I got for those. I got all of the Agents of Atlas and all of the Guardians of the Galaxy hero clicks. Oh, neat! Yeah. Let me ask you a question. I understand uh-huh. with the Agents of Atlas and the Guardians, it's cool, and the Ask Guardians. Why is Colossus in the set next to a Sentinel head? Is he? Yeah. I, well, I'm assuming because no, I, no, that was a, that was a that was a different that was two oh sets. okay because that maybe was I was they they had the uniques from this set on the top tier at the local shop and I saw them together so yeah. I figured because I haven't been really keeping up so no, all right, that, that makes was, sense. that was two sets ago but that was a pretty sweet sculpt yeah it's nice and the Colossus's face is a lot more detailed than what I've come to expect from HeroClix. The sculpts on these are really nice. They they switched over to a different company, and the sculpts are are, are pretty sweet. Um, cool. The Thor is awesome looking. Now, what is it for a booster? Fourteen, fourteen ninety nine. Twelve, I think. Oh, I, that's I not bad. Eleven ninety five. Well, think. considering you quadrupled your investment per booster. <laughs> you know, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It's seriously. I pulled two of those Thor busters. It wasn't just two God packs. It was two God packs with uh, the Chase figure, which are not even super rare. They're beyond super rare. So it's there's yeah. It's like I don't know something like one in five cases or something. So it's ridiculous. (laughs) I was I was being scorned. So let's <laughs> let's swing it on over to Jersey and hear about Jason's little collectible corner. Uh, yeah, so um, the man cave uh, demanded some statue action, uh, and I'm a statue novice. Never bought one, never even looked to buy one before. So I uh, found a couple forums that uh, these folks are known to frequent in, kind of was you know trolling around getting the lay of the land, and I finally found a guy that was selling a bunch, and he sold me the um, full-size Bowen... Uh, Wolverine that is the, uh, of course, the only costume worth getting, the uh, the brown and beige costume. Oh, I thought you said the blue and yellow. No, 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 no. Nah, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I, I, I procured that from him at a, at a handsome price, and it arrived uh, today. So I, uh, I just placed it onto its uh, proper spot uh, a few minutes before Skyping your asses, and it is cool. beautiful. But, Be careful, uh, yeah, son. but be careful. I know. You're, As a, you're walking down an ugly, ugly path. I know. Well, the thing is, is I'm still trying to figure out. Like, I guess it, it's pretty clear that Bowen is the pretty dominant vendor. I guess with a couple others like Sideshow yeah. and stuff. But it seems like the Bowen full size. I mean, that I don't get the pricing, and I guess maybe it is rarity because, because like we were saying offline before we started. Um, I mean, I don't want a lot, but the the three I really wanted are my three favorite characters. So I wanted Wolverine, Black Panther, and Deadpool, which. Is I mean I got the Wolverine which is cool because there's like 87 Wolverine statues so that's not that hard to come by. Um, the Black Panther actually they just released two new Black Panther statues this month so that should be pretty easy to get it at like re- retail price. But the Deadpool they haven't made one since like 2000 or 2001 and um, I'm hoping they'll make another one soon because I, as I was telling you guys the 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 11 inch Bowen Deadpool is 350 bucks for like if if you're gonna yeah. buy it aftermarket and that's crazy I can't under, like that just seems crazy to me so um, yeah you know but they're beautiful I don't think I mean, it, it's a beautiful statue the Wolverine it really is yeah I think those big statues retail when they're when, I mean first run they're like two and a quarter. So They're really, really, three fifty is not all that much of a markup on that. So I yeah, well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. And stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because because like the Wolverine retailed for 160. Uh, oh, okay. And and the Black yeah, Panther sure. that I mean, what's that? Yeah, yeah exactly. Wolverine shorts, you know, it's not much sculpt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know boy. if you guys have seen the new Black Panther, but it's freaking <laughs> ridiculous. There's actually two versions. There's the um, there's the classic version, the, just the all black costume, and then there's the um, uh, I guess the variant is um. It's the costume from part of the priest run with like the gold like talons, you know, like gold balls around. Nice. It. Oh, um, but they're Why like. they do the Kirby version? I know they didn't. What's wrong do with that? that? Bowen doesn't probably go that route. Um, but that's like one seventy-five. So. You know. Well, Mr. Bowen just got on my shit list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he doesn't have the rights. I don't know. Well, right, that's true. And speaking of lists. Remember last episode when I said, hey, if I forget anybody's holiday gift, call my ass out? Mm-hmm. I got called out because I, I forgot a couple so of... Everybody's of, of shit. I know because I did love me. Gordo. This is really cool. Oh, Gordo, oh, Gordo knows me like the back of his hand. He sent me three vintage monster magazines. Nice. Which which is tough to do because I have almost a full run of famous monsters and Castle Frankenstein. And he just managed to send me ones I did not have, which is crazy. He sent me Castle Frankenstein number eight from 66, 
Uh, Famous Monsters 32 from the wonderful year of 1965. Do you know why that's a wonderful year? It's the Aurora Models. Yay! It's the Aurora Models Monster Maker Contest. Never had this issue. Always wanted it. He sent it to me, and he sent me issue 83 from uh, 71 with the gorgeous Basil Gogos painting of uh, the mummy on the front. More. Gordo, he got even Gordo more is, stuff. Gordo is good people. He's, he he's is. Been, he's been a long time listener of Around Comics, Medi Mountain, Seattle, uh, no a couple of years ago, and just a just a stellar guy. He is a good dude. And let me tell you, these magazines are not cheap by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, they're not Jim Mint. Who cares? I mean, he sent me a, a, a Famous Monsters from 65. Oh, my God. I, I Thank you very much. Uh, Ryan on our forum wanted to help me along with my New Year's resolution of trying to find new and innovative ways to, to uh, kind of encapsulate my feelings on art and comics. He sent me Baron's uh, American Slang Dictionary and Thesaurus. Oh, for real? Yeah. That's really cool, yeah. And believe me, when I talk about what I want to talk about tonight, I am going to make use of the section oh, called nice. Incompetent and Inadequate People and Things. Wow. Damn. Which is, which is, which is mirrored. No, which is mirrored by inferior performance or quality. So we'll get to that later. So, Ryan, thank you. I'm going to christen it this episode. Vince, I know I thanked you for the for the Arkham um, Genesis book. I I did thank you for the black the um um the 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 Batman, didn't I? Yeah. The, the black glove. Okay. Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if I did. And last but not least, yeah, you thank me. It's it's all okay. cool. I have two independently produced labors of love from two members of our forum. Saving Lala sent me his self published published comic Mira. M-E-R-A, which he both wrote and drew, and, get this, included in the comic is an audio CD containing music which he composed and performed. That's nuts. So it's like, it's like, thank you, Prince, you know, for this. (laughs) But no, I didn't, it looks great. I didn't get a chance to read it yet or listen to the music, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a one-two punch, not next episode because it's our best of episode. Yeah, but baby. A- after, after that, I'm going to talk about John Kay's Jerks in Space, which is another self-published labor of love. It's awesome stuff. Two dudes on our forum sent me their comics. They're great. And I'm going to talk about them. i got to give them their just due two episodes from now. Wow. So there you go. That's my thank yous. John Kay, Saving Lala, Ryan, and Gordo. The ringleader just keeps getting gifts. Gifts. I know. I know. They're, they're they paying. Can, they're, uh, they're they're paying homage, man. It's they can like, relate they're, they're to bouncing. me. That's what it is. Yeah. You guys, you guys are too far out there. That's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're too far out. <laughs> so how about yeah? You know, when I become the voice of reason, you know, you got problems. We are all sorts of effed up. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. So today was New Comic Day. Yes, it was of the yeah. first of the year. I know, and it was a very small week, thankfully. Mm-hmm. I left a, a bunch of things at the shop because I took a look at them. I said they are not worth my three ninety nine. I'm not going to say which ones they were, but oh, you don't go to one of those comic shops where they put a gun in your head, forcing you to buy everything. <laughs> no, no, you know what I like to do. This is really cool, and it it uh, helps out the the shop owner too. If, if I have a habit of buying Spider Man miniseries, uh-huh. okay, and one comes out and I don't want it. Or I take a look through it and it's like, you know what? Not worth my three ninety nine. I will make sure I pick up something similarly priced, maybe from another publisher. Oh, that's a good sure. man. You know what I mean? Or maybe I'll I'll drop two books and get like maybe a trade. 
that's you're a rare, equal value. That's a rare feed, my friend. No, that's because if I if I go in expecting to spend X, I want to make sure that I I man up to it. You know, if I I that's why I don't pre-order things anymore. Marvel books from my local shop because just a lot of times, you know, I don't want it. You just yes. want to bra- you just want to browse and get what piques your interest. That's Nothing right. wrong with that. Yeah, and and what, that's like, the, like, that's like the, people do in like like every other kind of right right but that's the beauty of it because i i can hold off on committing but maybe i i didn't notice that this other book over here is really gorgeous and wow i would like to own this but i didn't order it Uh uh-oh well now i can have it so that's cool Cool. but yeah so i'd like to to swamp and um yeah you do yeah, I do. And um, today was back it up, flip it. <laughs> today was one of those weeks where I was just like, "This is not a good week for comics." That's okay. <laughs> it wasn't a good week. Hey guys, this is Darren from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm a fellow podcaster. I do a comic review podcast every week called Comic Book Showdown, and I just wanted to call to say how thrilled I was that Vince B mentioned the independent comic book injury on Eleven O'clock Comics episode number eighty-seven. You know, the guys that put that comic together are all pretty much from the St. Louis area, and I wanted to call to say how great I thought it was to hear a popular comic book podcast like you guys giving some hard-working comic creators some love. Mr. B mentioned that Jeff Wilson wrote the school detention story in injury number three that he liked, and I wanted to let Vince know that Jeff Wilson's also a really excellent artist as well as a writer. He's the creator of a book called Sap, which recently hit number eight, and he's also contributed to compilation books like Flying Saucer Attack and he's done many comics like The Walk and Songs of the Range, just to name a few. He also does a bunch of 7-inch covers for a bunch of different bands. Recently, Jeff did a comic that was included in the sleeve of the band Cross-Examinations LP, Menace to Sobriety. That's right, they still make LPs. That comic was called Tales from the Keg, kind of like the concept of the RKL album, Rock and Roll Nightmare. You old punks remember that? Except Tales from the Keg was actual stories rather than just the band's lyrics, so that's a little cooler, wouldn't you say? The guy's a really fun, really great artist, so you should definitely check out some of his stuff. Anyway, man, love me some 11 o'clock comics podcast. You guys are the bee's knees. You're definitely an integral part of my week, so keep up the good work, and thanks for mentioning some of my hometown's comic book talent. Later. Well, let's hear about what you guys are reading. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I know you guys are going to bring a little... Uh, a little funk to this episode, so I would love to to get my happiness out of the way if we could. Let's get some happiness. Cool. I got some happiness. Nice. I, I never so. said I was going. Yeah, I did kind of say I was going. <laughs> so so <laughs> you were you were uh, burning it up on the PMs today. Mm-hmm. Eight. Our you man, know, uh, you know, I feel strongly about something when I actually utilize the PM function on the board. Yeah, no kidding. Go <laughs> to the forums. Yeah. Our forums, yes, are at forums.bullpenbulletinpodcast.com. That's forum. Dot Bolton Bolton cheaper. Forum. Dot Bolton Bulletins Podcast. Dot com or the newfangled way. www. Eleven o'clock comics. Dot com. Oh, Bingo. Yeah. There you go. Nice. nice. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, <clears throat> I uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, our man, the king. Mr. David A. Price, Mr. Marvel Noise, uh, was uh, on uh, CGS talking about uh, representing him. Lloyd were on there talking about what they were excited about coming out of Marvel in 2010. And uh, if I recall correctly, uh, David gave a, a well-timed shout-out to Doom War, yes. um, which is the uh, the Black Panther mini-event that's going to 
obviously involve Doom and hopefully reestablish Doom as the bad of, of the badass villain of the Marvel Universe after uh, you know Normie's little time at the top. So, in honor of that, I wanted to uh, take a little trip in the Wayback Machine uh, and machine. talk, yeah, and talk about a time when. Uh, Marvel put out another story involving Doom uh, aspiring to uh, take over the world and uh, and for once actually achieving his goal. Can anyone guess what I'm talking about? You're talking about Doom 2099. Mm, no, no. Oh. Any other guesses? Mm, this David um, Michelini. Michelini. Oh, is this, oh, is this uh, um, not, not Doom Quest? No. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. I'm is, talking about Emperor Doom. The oh jeez! Jeez, that's wow, going that's back. Right. What is that? Eighty-five. Wow. Uh-huh. God damn! That's right. right, baby. This is, story takes place. Uh, it came out after West Coast Avengers started, but uh, it actually takes place right before it. It's, it was meant to be a, a prequel to West Coast Avengers, um, and it was it was written uh, by David Michelini. And does anyone remember who penciled it? Was it Bob Hall? Yes, it. was. Was you badass? Wow. <laughs> Very nice. The dabster. See, see the nice. power of the damn iPhone. That's oh. what that is. Bullshit. That was too quick. Listen, yeah, bullshit. It is in there. It's all in there. That's the data bank. I don't know what inked it. I got married. We got damn it. I know Bob. You remember who inked it? Keith Williams. No. Okay, no, I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this was one of the, I think a, a couple months ago we talked about nostalgically the uh, the great line of, well, some of them were great, uh, the line of uh, of Marvel original graphic novels that were out in the Hell 80s. Yeah. Um, this one actually came out in 1987, and it was uh, called Emperor Doom Starring the Mighty Avengers, uh, not to be confused with uh, today's Mighty Avengers. Now, um, set it up, wait, set it up for them. Eight and a half by 11, roughly, magazine size, right? Yep. Square yep. bound, prestige format, beautiful Absolutely. paper. Cover price five ninety five. Absolutely right. Yes, Nuts. That's, where, that, that's, that's crazy. That, that's where your that's where your new mutants came from, kids. I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. but I'm just I just want to illustrate the gap between what we used to get back then and what we're yep. getting now. So yeah, yeah that's right. But but minimum wage was like eighty five cents an hour. <laughs> it wasn't eighty five was cents. Quarter, yeah, it wasn't, maybe. it wasn't much more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. What. No, that's okay. Um, so, I mean, the premise is, is uh, basically the Purple Man, who, uh, who interestingly in this story gets gets killed. So, so I guess uh, he must have at some point in the continuity gotten resurrected a couple times because uh, he's certainly alive and kicking these days. But uh, the Purple Man is uh, doing what he do what he do, which is um, you know kind of running things. Got a lot of people tending to him, and Doom shows up and uh, takes control of him, and he uses the Purple Man's uh, powers of persuasion and. and uh, Traps him in this giant crystal uh, to basically allow him to take over the world and, and have the world do his bidding, um, and and so finally Doom gets what he wants. He is uh, he quickly gets uh, all the, the United Nations uh, uh, world leaders to um, uh, name him Emperor of the World, and uh, and miraculously um, the world becomes a better place in a lot of ways. There's no more crime. Uh, you know, disease gets cured. You know, no one's no one's living on the streets, and um, you know, basically, it's 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 the it is the um, it's almost like a big what if of of what if Doom got his way, um, and 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 as you'd assume, there of course needs to be uh, a reason for um, 
you know, for all that to go wrong, and uh, and it really revolves around uh, probably the, uh, the one of the best uh, Avengers of all time, Mister uh, Simon Williams. I know it's uh, oh. David's favorite. So uh, <laughs> it is the bizarro eleven o'clock episode, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, no, so that's, it's basically the West Coast Avengers. Um, Hawkeye, Mockingbird, Tigra, uh, Tony mm. in his Iron Centurion silver and red armor, um, Simon Williams, um, and uh, Star Fox. They're really the, uh, the the protagonists here, and then I guess also Cap to an extent and Namor. Um, and so, you know, Doom takes over, but of course he's, he's taking control, and then slowly but surely Simon Williams, because he's made of ionic energy, isn't affected, and... Um, and so he he gets free, and then he goes and he frees the Vision, who's an android. So of course he he really wouldn't be affected by Doom, except that uh, Namor he they, Namor puts some sort of disc on him that would make him affected. And of course Simon Williams gets the disc off, and then they get the rest of the Avengers to uh, look at ah, these uh, computer disc you screens. Say. Yes, that could be yes. a cool tie-in to Planet Hulk if they want to retcon that. Oh, interesting. You never know. Oh yeah, that would you be a very know. cool tie-in. Yeah. That's true. I'm sorry. And Go it, ahead. No, it's funny. Um, the, the, but, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a hilarious premise because Doom, you know, he takes over the world, right? But then he decides he needs someone else to um, – there's apparently only three people or three beings on the Earth that aren't affected by the Purple Man Crystal. Um, I just told you that uh, that uh, the Vision was one of them, of course, because he's an android. Uh, can you guess who the other two um, in this book also weren't affected and uh, had to have discs put on them? Wow, I, I I can't remember. And you said well, men, so I'll, I'll well, no keep beings. It. That's why I changed it to oh, beings. Oh, okay. Jocasta. Good guess, but no, she. she it's, uh, apparently, Jocasta didn't exist in this this little uh, wormhole. Of Ultron. Ultron. Yes, Ultron is one of them. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, blah, 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 blah. Are, are they? Are they? Is it an android? Is it? Uh, g- well, give me a clue. Uh, consider that this. Surfer? This came oh. out in 1987, so it was okay. only shortly after a certain mini-series of some acclaim about this character came out. Um, oh, Machine Man. You got it, the Machine Man. Our, so our mascot. Some, our mascot, baby. That's right. You know where's it. Da- where's, where, where's the Dap? Come on, Dap. Huh? Who, who that, that mini-series? Come on. You, you're, no, you're supposed to get these questions. You're the Marvel guy. Oh, well. Thank thank you. Who, d- who did the mini-series? <laughs> Herb, Herb Trimpey and uh, Barry yeah, Windsor-Smith. Yeah, that's right. See, how about that, iPhone? <laughs> There you go. Yeah, that's it. I don't have an iPhone. I wish I did. So, uh, but anyway, so yeah, so Simon Williams frees the other guys, and of course they end up uh, uh, trying to uh, to stop Doom, and 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 ultimately, um, in in a pretty, uh, uh, I guess, the sign of the times, uh, it, it basically Doom. Uh, it was a very political statement. Doom ultimately isn't going to be defeated by them there, but but he makes the decision. Uh, to give up his power uh, and let them win because he just is uh, pretty much totally unhappy with winning. He finally got what he wanted, and it's like the ultimate be careful what you wish for because it's just boring. He's just bored out of his mind. He hated that he won without a fight, so he gives it all up and, and, and uh, lets him fight another day. So uh, it I was think nice, Doom, would be a, a, Doom would be an excellent leader. He was. That's the thing, Like right? I mean, yeah. And of course, there's the really corny exposition at the end as they're all flying off and you know, uh, Hawkeye's like, we've done humankind the greatest favor in history, dot, 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 or we've done its greatest damage. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, because <laughs> as they're flying away from, from the island, the Doom had the crystal, and, and he gave it up. You know, you're seeing all the news reports, you know, Russia's, you know, arming nukes again, and the U.S. general's arming nukes again, and, you know, this 
this uh, African dictators, you know, taking back control, and there's people rioting in the streets again, and it's just supposed to say, you know, be, we're all getting what we wished for, and maybe would we be better off? And it's just, it's fascinating because it's '87, so I mean, we're in the midst of the Cold War, and I'm just wondering if, if, um, if you know, that was just if if Michelini had some well-known, you know, political bent because it was a pretty overt sort of, you know, yeah. take it. Hey, what if, what if? You know, fascism or communism is is the better way. Um, but but it, you know, uh, uh, all wrapped up in a little tidy uh, Avengers package. But it was cool, man. I got to say, Bob Hall is a name that I had totally forgotten about. Um, and, and I don't re- I don't remember a, a lot of the stuff. I went and looked at what he did, and I, I did read a lot of it at the time. But um, I thought this was a pretty pretty book. I thought he did a really nice job. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, he, was, he was just kind of one of those um, you know workman like journeyman guys wasn't he yeah he he did like six to ten issues it seems of almost every major marvel book over a yeah you know a, a eight to ten year span but they were all usually yeah. like, like fill-ins like he'd do an arc or two and then never be seen from again so um there's a dope. noticeable uh falling off of the cliff with the marvel graphic novels they, they, <laughs> no there, there is they they knocked them out of the out of the park to a certain point and then everything i would i don't want to say everything but a lot of the graphic novels after that point Oh, they're they're really bad, and you you could see we're like okay we made our money on you know God loves man kills we made our money on New Mutants let's just get these things out because they're gonna De- buy them. What, death, they put a death, lot of them out there. Yeah, yeah. Death, death, yeah. death of Captain Marvel wasn't. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was the first. first one. Yeah. I I think the the high point for me was uh, Hooky. Oh, the, uh, right in Spider-Man. The the rights in Spider-Man, and then after that, it seemed to be like, well, okay, these are all right, but I don't think they're they're they, worthy they, they, of they, this they special kinda, treatment. They, they kind of turned into glorified annuals. Yeah, when, an, yeah. when annuals were terrible. Yeah, well, wow. well, yeah, there were some. I mean, it, they kept going. Like I, the, I actually bought a bunch off of eBay recently, um, and the the one that I totally forgot about was the Iron Man Crash. Oh yeah. Was, they dubbed as the first computer-generated yeah, graphic novel, yeah, yeah. and that was actually twelve ninety-five back in the day. I um, thought for Pepe Moreno's um, Digital Justice, the Batman thing was. The that's first. what I thought, but maybe because that wasn't a graphic novel. Yeah, it was. Oh, was it? That I thought was, it was yeah. the first though. I don't know. Let's let's check the dates on this because I have right. Pepe Moreno's Batman right here. But let's I don't do know. I, Eleven o'clock this. investigating. Right. Look, looking through this, dude, this came out in '88. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, it. I. I would. I'm. I wish I had remembered the reaction to this book back then. And I don't know if you guys remember your reaction to it, but I mean, I mean water for thirteen bucks. Yeah, looking at this thing, I mean, it is just. You know, again, comparing it to today's standards, it's. You know, it's. It's not good. I mean, but but then again, it's 1988, which is damn impressive Ooh, that they did yeah. some of this in 1988. Um, yeah, but it's just, Digital yeah, Justice yeah. came out in 1990. Yeah, there you go, and and it was twenty four ninety five. Oh, Christ, damn, that was a lot. Crap. <laughs> that was like buying a house in nineteen ninety. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> you had Mike Mignola do uh, draw a story featuring Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom. Yep. Uh, God loves man kills, which is still being felt to this day. Absolutely. Oh, Kill Raven. Yeah, you had Kill Raven. You had an Elric. You um, had Mister Mister Rick Red Beach. Star. Yes. Uh, Ooh. Yep. How about Super Void Indigo? Steve oh, dude, Gerber. Don't stop it. What? Now we're done. Now we're done Void, Void Indigo's friggin' awesome. <laughs> no, he says Super Boxers. He's teasing. Oh, Super Boxers. Okay. <laughs> Next. Well, but uh, the She Hulk one was pretty cool. Uh, I like that one. Uh, the, the Living Monolith one was cool. Ooh, yeah. I always like Living Monolith. Uh, Michelini did, a bunch of, he, he did that one too. 
Yeah. There was even uh, a Gru uh, yep. Marvel graphic novel, too. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Yep. What about Hookie? That's that's, that's, that's his favorite. It's beautiful. You have to see it. It's a hardcover. I have it right here. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at it. Isn't it a hardcover? No. No, I'm sorry. Spirits of the Earth was the hardcover. The Hookie was not. That was soft cover. Right. There's an alien. Bernie writes them. Yes. There were oh. a couple epic mm. line graphic novels. Wasn't yep. there also a, uh, a Void Indigo or Coyote? Yep, yep. Void Indigo, yep. Mr. Uh, Gerber. There was a Conan the Barbarian one. There was a couple of Conans. Who did, who did the, uh, who did the Alien Legion one? Uh, Carl Potts. <laughs> uh, of course. Uh, Alan Zelenitz. Zelenitz, yeah. Uh, and Terry Austin. Nice. And Frank, Cir- Frank Chiracco, too. Yep. I don't yeah, know yeah. if he was. I'm going to have to check that out. That's, I did not know that there was a. Uh, uh, oh really? Well, Dark Legion Horse probably Bell. when when Dark Horse puts out the omnibus, it's probably going to be included. Well, I got the first the first omnibus. Okay. Um, so I don't know how many more volumes. They're... Alien Legion kind of went downhill real quick after. <gasps> you I mean, bite it your was... tongue, Neesman. <laughs> oh, no, it was it was a it was just a, a, a They're all good. No. Then, yeah, no, it mm. fell into nineties extremism pretty quick. Um, but you know what else? Um, um. Um, are you guys ready to move on? No. No? no. Well, yes, we're ready to move on. I was going to say, what else, what else in the 90s was awesome? The Max. Of course. Oh, yeah, sure. Sam Keith, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody check out Batman Confidential today? It was drawn uh, by I, Mr. Never, Sam Keith, right? Checked. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember it was drawn and written by Sam Keith. And we can go back to the Marvel graphic novels. I just want to say that Batman Confidential was absolutely freaking gorgeous the story uh it's it, it feel it's very much it's very much a bruce wayne batman story and i think it's um um it's just a good standard batman story it kind of goes over some already well-tread ground with his parents and kind of a new twist on that and but it's it's sam keith and if you like sam keith you'll you like his storytelling go for it um, the art in it is absolutely gorgeous. It is. Now what number is that? So I can. It is number forty. And, forty. Uh, you, wow, they're up yes. to forty already. Yeah. That's a now, how, did, how does the artwork in uh, this issue of Batman Confidential compare to Shadows? Was it that five issue miniseries that he did about uh, Batman not too long ago? Yeah, I. Is I he like raining it in, or is he Sam Keith? Well, okay. Th- this is <laughs> is that. Is that Sam Keith books are absolutely gorgeous to look at. The I'm not a huge fan of his storytelling style from a scripting standpoint. I think this is going to be a nice two issue story, and that is the perfect amount of time for a Sam Keith story for me personally. Um, This he's doing some different things in here. I mean, it is the it is the the standard awesome beautiful Sam Keith that we're used to, but he he kind of um sticks his toe in some Ben Temple Smith like areas in this and some dream sequences and some flashbacks where I'm like, wow, it almost looks like he had Ben Temple Smith kind of step in to, uh, to, to fill in some panels style wise. Um, it is, I I think that would, that would be showing what Ben Temple Smith has taken from him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, this is really cool that you would be bringing this up because I want to read you something that I read in the, in the new comics journal that, Completely describes the the way you and I can agree to disagree on things, mm-hmm. and it'll go in good really well with what you're talking about now. Go ahead. 
no, no, I, I, I just, I, I want to say it was, um, no, it was, it was absolutely beautiful to look at. If you're not, if you're not familiar with Sam Keith, and I know there's, you know, still a lot of, of new readers out there or folks that, that never read the Max, which, which I did love. Um, yeah. this is, um, uh, this is really easy to get to know Sam Keith because it's a Batman story where basically the characters are Batman, Commissioner Gordon, and, uh, a new, a new character that, that he's introduced into this. So there's really not much to know or, or learn in this to, to step into it. And it's just the guy, the guy is amazing with, with oh, what yeah. he can do graphically on a page. He's one of those, uh, one of those artists that brings uh, an amazing amount of graphic design to a page, but he is completely unique in his style. I I, I love Sam Keith and and what he can do with a comic book page. So yep. check it out. And he's been getting more work this the past like year and a half than he has in a long time. Yeah. He did. I mean, he did the Batman Lobo two-parter. He mm-hmm. did uh, the Lobo thing with Ian from uh, Anthrax. Uh, yeah. What's the name? What's yeah, the name yeah, of that yeah. series? Oh, which just came out, right? Not not yeah. chaos or something. It's like one word, right? Yeah, it, I mean, it just it came out not too long ago. I mean, he did the five issue, uh, my inner bimbo thing for uh, I believe it's IDW, which took yep. forever to come out. No, long was it? Time, o- time. It was either no, it was Oni or IDW. It's a great series, but mm-hmm. you you need to take a Xanax before you know you you, you read it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, the thing I wanted to talk about, Comics Journal three hundred. Um, it's a special issue, obviously. Not many magazines reach the 300 mark. And the, um, conceptual rebar that's holding this whole mess together is they, they had a plan going in to take the battle weathered, seasoned, uh, let's just call them what they are, older comics creators and have them, uh, initiate a dialogue with the young up and comers. Preferably of an age that would not have had them born at the time that the comic journal was first around. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. And, and there's some kind of, I mean, the pairings that they came up with are really cool. You have, um, Matt Fraction talking to Denny O'Neill. Cool. Okay. That's a neat combination. It is very cool. Uh, uh Howard Shakin and Hochi Anderson, Mazakelli and Dash Shaw. Really? Uh, yes. And the thing, huh. I, I love the comics journal and I love their long ass interviews. I love to be able to step into the artist's head and, and kind of get, uh, an insight into why they do things, why yeah, they make past, the, the graphic decisions. Past, past the surface level. Yes. But there's a, there's a, you run the risk of that too. Because what if the creator with which you are enamored is not exactly a nice person? Sure. Because well, I imagine they don't I, publish it, right? I'm, I'm, re- no, they'll publish it. I'm oh, reading oh, the, really? the, the, yes, I'm reading the Mazakelly and Dash Shaw interview, mm-hmm. and, and Mazakelly comes off as the, the, uh, perfect gentleman, and I have to admit, Shaw is kind of a dickhead. And, <laughs> and, um, uh, yes, kind of. I'm, I mean, if, if you were in the room listening to this conversation, you'd be like, uh, kind of a dickhead. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't stand up and walk out because of the, his overt behavior, but just not, you know, a little bit flippant, a little bit cocky. And and I love Dashaw's work, so I have to forget I ever read this interview, or at least the fact that he wasn't exactly what I pictured him to be in my mind. See, it's that star you, you want these people to be beyond reproach, right? But they're human, 
So yeah, you sure. have to forget some of the things. But the thing that I want to talk about, and you could tell because I'm tapping the cover, there's an interview with uh, Kevin Huizenga, the guy that does uh, Ganges for Fanagraphics Ignat's line, right? Speaking with Art Spiegelman. Oh, come oh, wow. on. I mean, wow. yes. But, but the thing that made me sit up in the chair and say, this is Chris and this is myself. <laughs> this, this, this is how we are. And, and Kevin uh, Huizenga says, uh, it's in blah, blah, blah. I'm more of a reader than I am someone who looks at drawing for its own sake. The distinction, I don't know who to attribute it to, but I think I might have first read about it in an interview with Chris Ware, between reading and looking is something that stuck with me, and I think of it a lot. It resonated with me as well because I've never been one who's that interested in looking at images. I love reading comics, but I don't really like looking at the drawings that much on their own, for their own sake. I'm interested in the natural visual world and how vision works, but I'm not really that interested in the world of visual art. And this little paragraph right here, this is Chris and myself. Uh, this shows, oh, oh, this oh, shows, no, uh, but I'll, you love the story. Yeah. You love I, I the love narrative. The, I love the story. How I would describe you and me is we both love the marriage of art and word that is comics. We, and and we respect both sides of the medium, but I have I, just in my mind whenever I read a comic, I usually read the 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 word balloon or the narrative first, and then look at the picture. I have a feeling that yeah. you look at the picture and then read the the narrative or or the word balloon, and that I think is is a very subtle but very profound difference between how we approach comics and i don't think that there is a right or a wrong way in doing it it's just maybe how you're how you're wired up to enjoy the meeting and, and i think that is oh ah, you're futzing out yeah that's not, that's not good no it's not good here let, let me let me kind of continue on and maybe um uh, uh david and, and wood can jump in it, and i think that is one of the the true strength of the medium is that it is a marriage of of words and pictures and you can love uh, both of them maybe one more than the other but there there's a common ground there that we all love and that we all uh, look forward to enjoying and I think that's that's one of the reasons why comics are are a unique and very personal uh, art form mm-hmm well, I think you're right. I mean, I, I always cringe when I hear people say something like, oh, I'm a words guy and you're a pictures guy. You know, because to me, then, if you're really just a words guy, then you don't then love read comics. books. Right. Yeah, read I books. mean, exactly. And, and we, I'm not to say lots of us love books, too, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. you can't be a passionate about comics if you aren't into the visual aspects. That's, that's the definition Absolutely. of what a comic is. Um, but I do think... Uh, that there are people that lean one way or the other when it comes to, you know, um, especially if you have a run or, or different characters that you, you seemingly read, regardless of whether they're, you know, stories that you're really grooving on and you're like, well, I'm, I'm not enjoying this run. Like, let's take, you know, Fantastic Four. Oh, you know, you see a lot of people say, well, I really didn't enjoy Miller's run, but they write all 12 issues. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think where that gets in is there are some people that will 
um, you know, seek out artists that they really like and try stuff new. And then there are people that would be more predisposed to try something new based on a writer. Um, and then obviously there's, I, I mean, I would consider myself in both camps. There are certain writers and certain artists that would get me to try something I otherwise might say. And I'm sure that's for many of us. But I, so I think you probably have a tendency, like people have a tendency to lean one way or the other there. But I mean, you know, that, that, I, I, that only applies to mainstream comics though, that, that philosophy. That once you, once you step out of the big two, that washes away. Because, because in, in most cases, the writer is also the artist. In, in, in oh, most, come yeah. on, most cases. But what, going back to well, what you were saying, Chris. In most cases? I don't, I don't know yeah. if I agree with that. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, there are a lot of... Because it's, it's less production outside of the big two. It's more, it's more cultivated vision than it is this teamwork project to perpetuate yeah, these Yeah, I mean, these I mean for the most part, you're looking at, like, you know, uh, we'll just pull a couple names out of a hat. You know, Alex Robinson, the mm-hmm. Hernandez brothers. Dave Sim. Um, you know, that, that, that kind of stuff. I think, yeah, once you get into the, in, into the, the indie realm of things, there, there are more what, uh, um, how do you say, it? Uh, the, uh, the Arturs. Yeah, and then, you know, when comics exploded in the 80s and 90s, you had these companies that would mirror the Marvel and DC way of doing it. You had First, you had Eclipse, and they mm-hmm. did it the way Marvel and DC did it. But as all those companies slowly died off, I mean, I think, what do we have left? Dark Horse as the only really survivor from that time that that exploded in the Marvel and DC manner? Well... But you know, again, I, under, I I I see what you're saying with the with the indies, and that's probably true. But but if, to be fair, um, Dark Horse, Image, Dynamite, IDW, they are all largely uh, one writer and then artists. I mean, there there are not many things that any of those guys put out that are by one person. Um, and, right. And because, so because yeah, they, they so do it, they do it in the but they do it in the Marvel and DC manner. But there's a, yeah, there's yeah, hundreds so of other Dark companies. Right. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Chris, when you were talking about what I look at the panel first, mm-hmm. I look at the page first. Really? Yeah. I look at the complete, I, I always feel like that's kind of spoiling. I look, yeah. No, I like to see how things fit together. Now, I don't look at information. I just look at the, the way the page was put together, and then I focus down to the panel, yeah. and, then, I, I think, and then I focus I, I, down I, I even think, farther I to the line. I read comics completely opposite, yeah. because I start, I start with the... Uh, um, with the micro and then go to the macro. I start yeah, here. Panel, yeah. panel to panel and then I focus that whenever I, I, then whenever I finish the last panel, then I look at the page as a whole and I, I hate, I hate looking at the page, you know, the, uh, across the, the gutter and, and kind of, you know, it's like, oh, that, that looks cool. Wait, no, don't but look the, at that yet. Don't there's no escaping it though. I mean, it's inevitable. Oh, you have you, to see you, it. You could try. You could try. You could put something over it, but, you, you know, that, the back. Yeah, that's the way it was printed, though. There's, yeah. there's, there, that's why they're facing pages. I mean, if yeah. if they didn't want you to see it, they would have printed the, an ad on that page. Yeah. But anyway, that, but I, I think what Jason talks about in, in terms of following the writer or the, the 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 visual side of things, I think it's more the narrative, not not yeah. not not so much writing, whereas the narrative is more. <laughs> The concrete, the 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 non-abstract, but the visuals are abstract in essence because a, a drawing is just drawing is like visual metaphor. You're you're saying this line is a man, or this line is a part of a, an arm, or this these marks right here are a mountain. It, it's it's a visual metaphor, so it it's ab, it, by very nature it's abstract. 
Whereas the narrative is more concrete, more real. You can lock on to John walks down the street, goes to the store, buys a carton of milk, comes back and sits down and talks to his wife. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's but, more, it's more different side of your brain. Which, which, which side do you think on the left or the right? Well, I, I, which I, side do you I favor? see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, but I, I think that the, the thing again, though, gets back to what Chris was saying, and I agree with him that you can't be a, a comic nut, though, and not have a strong pull toward that. You don't. So not just to both, but um, I mean, I just don't. Again, like I, I know what you're, I hear what you're saying, Vince, and I right. it make, but it, but at the same point in time, I mean, who does who reads you know as many comics as we all do or our listeners do that isn't absolutely obsessed with the visual metaphor? I mean, why else read comics then? I don't. You know. What, I, what I'm saying is, comics the 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 word mm-hmm. the, the letters strung together to make words is not an essential component of comics. It doesn't have to be there. Comics are sequential art. Oh, not, not so sequ- are you saying okay? You're saying you can have a comic without word balloons, but oh, you yeah, can't. Right, have- right, right. Oh, well, that's true. Of course, it's a visual medium. Of course. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. So, okay, a, a silent comic and it works. Yeah. Right, but I'm I'm talking in, in not in terms of you know I follow story, I follow pictures. The there's abstract ways of approaching it, and there's very real reality based ways, and I sure, think that's okay, where the, that. that's where the line is drawn. Which is cool, but back to the comics journal. Unless you guys want to talk about that more. Wow, what an issue. Let me just do the roll call. Frank Quitely and Dave Gibbons. Sweet. Mazzucchelli and Dash Shaw. How was that? Was Mazzucchelli, I mean... Like, oh, the man's—he's such a. It would be sitting in the room listening to him to, to him speak about comics would be like listening to to God sing a, a supreme. But I mean, he's he's a notable he's a noted recluse though, so I'm just surprised. Like, did he talk about very no, articulate? He's not a he's not a noted. No, recluse. he's not. He's not Ditko. He's a he's a he teaches comics. He's a professor. Well, no, I mean, but he doesn't ever give press interviews. That's my point. He very right. rarely gives press interviews. Yeah, well, yeah. well maybe the lot to promote the fact that he was. Well, he Teamed up with such a, a talent like Dash Shaw gave him the uh, the gasoline he needed to start the engine. It's it's a really really great dialogue. I, I tried. By the way, I tried to get uh, Dave Mazzucchelli interview a few years ago. We were doing we were doing a spotlight on Frank Miller, and I uh, got a very polite reply from someone uh, that that I guess works. You know, I was working through to uh, to to try and talk with him, and the, mm-hmm. the reply I got is that is that uh, Mr. Mazzucchelli feels like he has said all that he um, has to say uh-huh. ab- about that that time of his career. So, there you go. Very polite reply, but uh, yeah, I think he wants to talk about new stuff and not old stuff. By the no way, uh, Vince, before you go on, I just wanted to say I'm holding in my hands as you're speaking uh, a, a copy of the Unclothed Man. Oh, did you did you page through it? Isn't I've it, just paged through it. I haven't read it, but I've paged through it, and it's uh, it's pretty it's, unbelievable. That's gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, really but um, let's see, Howard Chaikin, I said that uh, Jaime Hernandez and Zach Sally, Ted Rawl and Matt Bores. Uh, Stan Sakai and Chris Schweitzer. Uh, oh. and there's, there's a, uh, review of Asterios Polyp, a, uh, investigation into Mobius's airtight garage. It's nuts. 280 some pages, I think this issue is. 288 pages, 1499, but it's really the last hurrah because now they're going, what, uh, quarterly? Or, or thri- months, right? thrice annually, yeah, and and the majority of the content will be online. So, if if this is the the way they go out, it's really in very much style because it's just there's color in it. It's a gorgeous magazine. And then you get to listen to Frank or get to read Frank Quitely talk to Dave Dave Gibbons. 
Oh my god! It's, it's, it's not, you don't just like stumble upon that. Every You're the day. best man, right there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up, eleven o'clockers? This is Ben from the Near Mint Comic Show. Hey, I just wanted to uh, call because I know uh, I hear you guys in, in Neesman. I'm looking in your direction, kind of shitting on the dark rain stuff from here, here and there. And you know, I've been right there with you. I've been kind of, you know lukewarm on new avengers for a while now and it's just like the marvel stuff just you know hasn't hasn't really got me going but man i just read new avengers number 59 this is the one with uh spider-man and spider-woman on the cover what a fucking amazing single issue comic book if you haven't read that yet you have to pick it up you have to read so much happens so much happens in 22 pages i haven't seen that much plot development that much story and that much just fucking awesomeness in 22 pages in such a long time. It was so much fun. Bendis and Stuart Eminem just at the fucking top of his game. Uh, Dave McKinney on colors just makes the whole thing pop. And uh, cover of the year, cover of the year, Spider-Man and, and Jessica Drew. Uh, just a ton of fun and just had this, uh, just the, the pacing of it was really, really strong. Uh, just the, uh, the, the, There's one, you know, double-page spread of just you know, a million, I'll find nine panels on, on each page of just the new Avengers, you know, in typical Bendis fashion, sitting around talking, but deciding what to do, how they're going to get Luke Cage. And you've just got um, Jessica Jones just bawling and sobbing, so much emotion in those two pages. The last panel is Bucky Cap just saying, you know what we're going to do? Suit up. And then, boom, next page, Avengers Assemble. It was just so bad. It was, it was everything that New Avengers has been missing for Jesus, I don't know, since, like, issue 10. Uh, but anyway, you know, I, I, I've been right there with you, kind of uh, not really feeling what's going on lately, but uh, that one really got my blood flowing. So uh, I hope you guys read it. I hope you guys liked it, and um, I'll see you around. It's awesome. So, yeah. But I was reading that, and I thought, <clears throat> this is us, man. This is this is David and I, and, and for, you know, all... To intents and purposes, Chris and and Wood, because you guys tend to gravitate towards you know the the story more often than not, right? Um, it, you know it depends. I I picked up Batman Confidential today because it's uh, Sam Keith art. You know, it's um, you know, it, it really just kind of depends. That that's like I said, it's one of the beautiful things about comics is that there are things that can. Uh, appeal to to both sides of your brain and, yeah. and, and different um, different interests. You know, I I love a um, a good rock solid espionage story like Queen of Country, but you know, then I love to read something like Kirby's Fourth World, and mm-hmm. it just it just you know scratches different itches that I have, and that's what yeah. I that's what I love about the medium. So um, yeah, I, I would say. Yeah, I gravitate back and forth from being, you know, a, a dialogue guy. I'll get spoiled on something like a hundred bullets and say, "Wow, this is." I mean, this is amazing, and so that will have me looking for things like that. And then there, you know, are other times where I'll be, you know, reading something that uh, that Sinkevich is doing art on, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, "Wow, okay, this is," you know, I'm an art guy now. So yeah, right. I also well, read something that Chris would love. I was thinking about you a lot over the weekend, actually. Wow. You were dreaming about your man, Chris. Yeah, go ahead, Wood, and then I'll, I'll tell him what it was. Well, no, I was going to answer your question. I was going to say that, uh, yes, I I think that's also probably fair of me, although, again, I can think of exceptions. Like, I um, I mean, I'm, I'm ordering and planning on enjoying Art Adams' um, 
you know, ultimate book. Uh, <laughs> even, even, uh, even though I, as I'm well known as not being the, the biggest Loeb fan, and, and same thing, I bought, you know, Frank, when Frank Joe and Art Adams were on the Hulk, I gladly bought the book, even though I didn't particularly care for uh, Loeb's writing. And, and so, I, you know, there are, you know, certainly Alan Davis, I, you know, I thought the, uh, uh, some of the stuff you know he's he's drawn recently hasn't been the most well written stuff, but I, I I'll buy anything that he draws because it's Alan Davis. So why I mean, there, Alan, there, why would you put Alan Davis on a poorly written comic? That is, a, that is that is per, uh, that is pearls before <laughs> ghost boxes. <laughs> nice. um, but uh, but you know so but but yeah but I would say uh, again you're right it's definitely a distinction of the mainstream bits because the way I think of it is I'm much more tolerant of an issue or two of. Of, of art that displeases me, you know, I'll take note of it, but I'll, you know, as long as the story is still good, I can kind of get past it, and I think the most the most uh, current example of that would be Fraction on Uncanny. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not wild about uh, Land's art, um, but but I, I, I'm enjoying the story, and I love X-Men so much, I can sort of power through it, whereas if it was just, you know, craptacular writing, or I just thought that, that everything he was writing was just made no sense, then I'd be a lot more vocally uh, displeased, you know what I mean? So yeah, I would say I'm more tolerant of 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 art that's not top notch than I would be in the mainstream than I would be of of dialogue or plot that that would drive me nuts. But but you know, I mean, again, you need them both to really love it, right? I mean, otherwise, it kind of feels like you're you're you know like a little bit of a of a bummer. I mean, it, it's never fun to read a comic that isn't both beautiful and well read, right? What I'm hearing when I hear, excuse me, your s- name is. Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm David. I just I came in here for the donuts. The uh, nice. when I hear Chris talk about Sam Keith and and Wood mentions Art Adams, I I hear we don't see a lot from these creators, so I'm going to buy what they do because you're a fan of the creators, but you don't sure. get much from them, so it doesn't matter that yeah, unfortunately for Jason, Jeff Loeb is writing an Art Adams drawn comic book, <laughs> but he doesn't. It, it's not like you're getting Art Adams on every cover, or you know, a cover a month, or just more Art Adams doing anything else. So you kind of have to just, I guess, at that point, suck it up and take it, just because that's all you're getting right now. Squeal like a pig. Yep. 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 Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, that, that's 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 exactly right. Um, and that's also an art versus writer thing, right? Because yeah. even a fast artist is going to do what maybe. Maybe a, a book and and a and another couple pages a month, um, you know. And most do do a book, maybe ten issues a, a year. Um, and like you said, a guy like an Art Adams maybe does six issues a year if we're lucky in this in this run. I mean, realistically, God, when was the so, last time he did six issues? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I know in this that's his plan. But, six you know, issues so, a, a decade anymore. Yeah. Whereas a writer could could realistically do four or five, you know, comics a month if if he's if he's got his, his you know if he's a good planner and, 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 and fully loaded. So yeah, you're going to inherently get more chances to read writers you groove on. Um, unless they're a Mazza Kelly who puts out something every 10 years, but you know what I'm saying? So I agree with you, David. I think that's part of it too, is that writers inherently are more prolific just because they can be. I know that I've like been said, we're, we're, we're pretty much on par. He and, he and I, when it comes to approaching the comic book, comic book page and, and everything. I, but when it, Whenever I see the argument about, you know, following a creator and, you know, I'll get anything that, uh, you know, Matt Fraction or, or, or Ed Greg Rucka or James Robinson writes, I'll, I'll get it. it it's whenever I mention that I follow characters, it, it's not like there's an audible gasp, it, but, but it's people come back to me and Vince even made the argument, but it's, 
it's the creators that are giving that character life. So you may like that character, but it's the creator that did what you like. So it, it, I, I know he, I, I know Vince is not going to try to get me to change how I feel on on whether it's a character. Or like creator. that's possible. They <laughs> so, but I, it's, it's like it's, me talking to Mount Rushmore. Hello. <laughs> but it's it's I. It's it, it's an argument for another day, but it's when I'm when I'm listening to everybody talk about you know the different parts of of what makes them attracted to the comic and and how they go about just dissecting everything. It, it's still for me it, more often than not it's character first than than creator. Yeah. Well, yeah. to be to be clear, I think that is very much in evidence of that. That's I think more, that's mainstream comics very much. I think that's the majority yep. of you. Yeah. And I, I think that's why people, and myself included, I'm guilty of this. That's why people, you know, you'll say, "Oh God, it's, you know, JLA sucked for two years," but, but that means inherently you've read it for the last two yes, years, right? Exactly, so it's like, yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm a hundred. I think that's most people are like that's why that's frankly why, unfortunately, even pretty cool stuff in the mainstream that's a little off center, like The Order or Agents of Atlas, or you know, Rebels. is often. Yeah, or Rebels, exactly, is is even if it's really well-written and beautifully drawn and a fun story with characters that people... Mm-hmm. It's, it's, good, it's good comics. Yeah, it's period. good comics, but yeah. they don't... They're, sure. It's struggle to make them sustainable because of, I think of what you're getting at, David, which is that, yeah, we may groove on it, but, you know, unfortunately... Yeah. People most, only- most people would rather read a bad Batman comic than Absolutely, a good yeah. Rebels comic. Mm-hmm. And that's, no, and that's just, that's and I, and I don't want to condemn that because I have, I am, I am guilty of that. I, I read, you know, I have read quite a few issues of, you know, Wolverine, uh, Wolverine Origins that I, I, you know, I, did I need to read them? Did I love them? No, but I just love the character and I seemingly buy and read everything that he's in, you know, and, and I, I, I make no apologies for it. It's a character I like and, and we all have those characters. So, you know, it is what it is. And, and, and would I be smarter, uh, to, to, not waste my time on stuff if I'm not enjoying the art and come back to it. Yeah, but you know, a part of that is just being a collector and you know, it's it took a lot a of years. Man. Yeah, it took a lot of years of uh, where I could even fathom "quote unquote" breaking up a run for for two decades of reading. You know, I'll, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll point, tell you, but Tom, Tom has read a lot of really bad Flash comics. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah. years. Sure, that's sure. true. And <laughs> it's. It just it, it it happens. We have we have characters that we love, and you 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 stand by them. And I get excited whenever I hear about you know, certain creators taking over characters that I love. It's like you know I'm I'm really excited about reading creator X's take on uh, mm-hmm. Hal Jordan or you know Wolverine or or who you know it's who wasn't excited whenever mm-hmm. you heard that Jason Aaron was going to be writing some Wolverine stories or Ghost sure. Rider. It's like, oh, he'll do great with those characters. Well, I have a question. When, when you guys were first starting to read comics, do you recall always being conscious of the creators involved, or was it years into it where you started to really appreciate the creators and, and how they differed and, and, and started to realize that, hey, different they're actually John, human beings producing these? John John Byrne. I was that, able to. That, that was the guy. That that I for 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 me and I think a lot of people in my generation, John Byrne was the um, was the guy that people followed, and probably probably before him, Neil Adams. Okay, wow. how about you, David? It's um, I became writing is always initially was never uh, you know I'd have to check to see. If Walt Simonson or Tom DeFalco or Chris, mm-hmm. uh, you know Chris Claremont was writing, but yeah, when it uh, 
I didn't because back in you know DC was the first company to really put the creators names on the cover and even back then it was just the last names Marvel took forever to announce anything on the cover so with with those books I just bought them because those are my favorite comics. I read Power Pack. I read Fantastic Four. I read Uncanny X. You know, anything like that. So I bought it regardless. And when I open it up, I could see without looking at the credits who drew it. And at, it, it didn't um, – that which, – which might be why to this day, it may not matter so much who's working on the book just as long as, as the character sounds true. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, – but it's not – it wasn't – because back then – you had John Byrne month in, month out, drawing the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. You had Dave Cockman and Paul Smith, then John Romita Jr. drawing, penciling Uncanny X-Men. So things were consistent back then. So it's not like, okay, well, what's going to happen? You know, there was no part two of six at the beginning of the comic book. So I everything was comfortable. I didn't have to worry about if there was going to be a huge major change or shift when it came time to opening it up to see who drew it. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know, for I heard, me, I heard, I heard you go, "Oh man!" Whenever I said John Byrne and before him Neil Adams. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the thing for me was uh, you have, and, and I hate like hell to give the guy credit, but you have to give Stan credit for fostering that clubhouse atmosphere with the sure bullpen. Mm-hmm. No, because I'm it wasn't it wasn't John Romita. It was Jazzy John Romita. Yeah, you're right. You know, I and and that too, by the way. Well, I know, but that, to me, that simple adjective before the dude's name made him more real to me. This is Jazzy John Romita. And, oh, my (laughs) God, wait a minute. The King Kirby drew this, okay? The King, he's the best because you know why? There's nobody better than the King. He is the King. That says so right here on the the, the box. And, And as a child, these books were given to me, and I had no idea who these people were but they marvel and stan in particular made it incredibly easy to recognize the talent right there on the first page mm-hmm. you know it may not have been on the cover like david would like but <laughs> you know it, it was it was a clubhouse boys back room let's have fun no women allowed atmosphere and it was great as as a little well, yeah, a, a little guy the comic, reading the cover of the comic was opening the door to the clubhouse and yeah and then you, and then you got right. to meet all of your brand new friends but mm-hmm. i mean yeah. jack's work was identifiable immediately i mean once sure. you once you saw the style and then once i got a name that was the, the top dog the primo and they called him the king <laughs> So, you know, but I mean, I loved everybody at Marvel back when I was, when I first started reading comics. Oh, yeah. And it was yeah. because of those little, those stupid adjectives, that alliterative little adjective burst before their name that made these guys real. And damn you, Stan, it's brilliant when you think about hey, it. Stan it knows how to sell, baby. It didn't, it didn't cost sell. him a dime. And it was like, <laughs> the, I, I, I know these guys. I do. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, but the th- book... Those adjectives started on the cover. The Uncanny X-Men, the Amazing Spider-Man, the Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you had well, yeah, incredible yeah. thing right there at the beginning. So, That's you know, true, but to, to extend it to the creative team, yes, that no, was I unheard of. It carried over. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. yeah. But the book that I wanted to push towards Chris, because this is completely and entirely in his wheelhouse. Chris, have you ever read any Jacques Tardy? No, I couldn't even say that. Okay. Well, you do have a, a soft spot in your heart for Sin City, yes? Oh, well, Sin City, yeah. 
Tardip planted the seed that uh, Mr. Miller cultivated into Sin City. This is where it comes from. Mm-hmm. That that stark black and white style. Oh, the yeah. the, the, the name of the book is called West Coast Blues. Uh, Jacques okay. Tardy drew it, and Jean Patrick Manchette wrote it. West Coast Blues. West Coast Blues. It's a fanographics book, hardcover. Um, I think it's like ninety pages, ninety-eight pages, maybe. Uh, hardcover, eighteen ninety-nine. It's gorgeous, but it's the story that will suck your ass in because. Uh, it's a, a tale of a man named George Gerfaux. I'm assuming that's how. I'm sorry if I'm butchering it. Uh, he's a Parisian, and he he's from time to time he's inf- uh, afflicted with these bouts of solitude, like he needs to be alone. So he'll he'll drink a lot of hard liquor and cruise the Beltway around Paris, that, and listening to West Coast jazz. He 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 loves West Coast jazz, and and in the in the narrative. Uh, Manchette will will say, uh, "Yeah, Jerry Mulligan's on the on the radio or on the tape deck." Bud Shank, Chico Hamilton, like dropping all these these jazz men names, and so the guy's drunk out of his mind, cruising the Beltway at very high speeds. One of those little nocturnal uh, adventures, he runs into a man who is run off the road, and the guy's bleeding, so he does uh, a good deed. And, and takes him to the hospital, leaves him there, which gets him, which he runs afoul of uh, a murder attempt. And I, I won't go into the details, but this guy was, was uh, uh, listed to be offed by a very powerful uh, man. Uh, our buddy George just happened to stumble upon it. And he spends the next, I think, two years of his life running from hitmen. And, and that's what this book details, his adventures cool. trying to survive across Europe um, and escape these very professional hitmen. The, the, the hitmen have their own identities. They're very real. They're very unique. Um, George has a family who he abandons. They, they go on holiday at a beach house, and there's an attempt on his life at the beach while his family are there, is there. So he decides to go back to Paris, lay low, and literally spends the next couple years running from these guys. Well, okay. It's an amazing I, I book. I'm, 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 I'm there. It's Amazon, twelve dollars and ninety one cents. It's I'm there. It, I, just, it, I, just if, bought, I just bought it. Twelve dollars. Oh $12, man, twelve dollars eighty one cents. It's and it looks like there's maybe a follow up called uh, "You Are There." No, that's not a follow up. It's another oh. book in the Jacques Tardy series, okay. which is really cool. "You Are There" is, oh, is neat. Writer. Yeah, different writer. Yes, um, it's neat because there is a man, and his last name is there, and his parents owned this huge chunk of countryside, and they made a lot of bad legal decisions. So this huge parcel of land uh, had been sectioned up and sold off to various families, but the their family owns the walls that divide the properties. So this man lives atop these huge walls that divide these properties and he makes a living by opening the gates so people can access their properties and they have to go through other properties to add there's no roads through this this village he's responsible it's oh my god it's an awesome book i'm only have there's another one coming out called it was the war of the trenches that's in this month's previews that's the biggie that's the world war ii that oh i'm there 
Yes, that, you will. Oh, you I, once you dive into Tardy's books, you will be like, oh, "Why have I not known this guy?" I, this, <laughs> it, it's it's such a fluid uh, style, and he he's not afraid to slap black down like a house painter. It's it's amazing. But then he'll go in with the textures, and uh, yeah, I mean, if you read heavy metal in the in the late seventies and early eighties, you've seen Tardy's work. Oh, okay. Yeah, the guy's great. Uh, very precise draftsman, but it, it's not uh, a self-conscious line. It's more of a... His line, is, I know this is a weak way of putting it, and uh, I should be consulting my American slang book, which I'll get to that. <laughs> but uh, his, his line goes where it wants to. It's very beautiful. Oh, good guy. And, and it's profane. It's dirty. It's bloody. There's gunplay and hard liquor. It's that N word that you don't like to hear. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And your buddy Brubaker loves it. He says Tardy brings a rough and gritty reality and an existential strangeness that makes his crime stories different than anyone else's. I'll read anything he draws. So if Brubaker likes it, dude. Ah, on... Brubaker will put his name on anything. No, get on the bus. <laughs> West Coast Blues is. Um, it's no, they, spectacular. Inside this book, and it uh, it looks pretty awesome. Um, yeah, yep. it's ordered. I, you should you should blanket order any of the Tardy series from uh, Fanagraphics. They're all well, really I, I good. Will, I will read this one, and if I like it, which I'm sure I will, I'll get the uh, the next two because that one. You awesome. love it. Yeah. You will love it. I know you will. I'm there. I'm there. Hey, it's Stuart driving back from my last night of second shift for the foreseeable future, woo and listening to the latest episode. I want to share the echo, whatever, the uh, Bill Mantlo love. Um, it was Micronauts and Rom that were my you know, vectors into the whole Marvel universe. I mean, I, I, was, I was a DC guy, and those two books sucked me in, and they were, they were just beautiful. They were wonderful, and I, you know, Bill Mantlo was the first Marvel writer I started following. And then I followed him from book to book, and then, lo and behold, there was in the Marvel Universe. Um, And uh, Amazing Heroes, what a great magazine that was. I'm kicking myself, well, I would be kicking myself, so the fact I'm driving, and if I were kicking myself while driving, I would probably reckon that would be a bad thing. But I am mentally kicking myself for, at some point, one of the various purges of my comic collection, Losing um, my Amazing Heroes issue because that was great stuff. I mean, the the one I vividly remember is when American Flag was about to come out, and there was just page after page after page of concept art and um, article and Chaikin's ideas of where he was going to go with the story. And I'd love to reread that now and see how much he actually accomplished and what other directions he went in. And every month that was just, I mean, the common, it was coming out at a time when comics were so exciting. That was just the, the, the true golden age with the, the mid-80s, when every month there was something new and amazing, just amazing. And Amazing Heroes was the amazing magazine that gave us these amazing articles about all this amazing stuff that was coming out. So, yeah, uh, great stuff. All right, back on the road, back to the episode. Talk to you later. Bye. You want to get dirty? You want to get down and dirty? Vince is ready to bitch. I, I am ready. Not I'm not ready to bitch. I'm I'm ready to profess my 
displeasure. My 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 high expectations for something that should have knocked me on my ass, and what it did was, it let the wind out of my sails. Heading back to DC. Vincey no, Bishop. I'm not heading back to DC. Archie, that, those Archie, those days are done. It's not that bad this month. No, those days are done. I, I will use words like, um, let's see, some of these things uh, half-assed, which it was, so it's not not up to scratch, uh, piss poor, ramshackle. Crappy? That's a good one. Crappy. A euphemism for shit. This term will be objectionable in some situations and to some people. Well, I'm sure that's going to be uh, objectionable to Mr. Um, Bendis because siege number one, not good. Not by a long shot. And it pains me to, to have to report that because you may say, okay, the, the miniseries is off to a poor start. No, 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 no. This is much more important and much more crucial of a miniseries than they would have you believe because, a, as you know, we are, we are being groomed where we have been groomed to accept the events in seven or eight issue chunks, yes? Civil War, seven issues. Um, Secret Invasion. How much time was that? Eight. Eight. Infinite Crisis was seven. seven. Uh, Blackest, Blackest Night, Night is eight. Siege is four issues. Four issues. So they, they, they cut their canvas in half, which means he had hit the ground running in, in this issue. 399, 24 pages of story. So it's not an extended issue. It's just, you know, maybe two pages longer than what we've come to expect. There is nothing aside from the last Three pages that you have seen and you have not seen before. Nothing in this comic book, and and, and it, it, that's ridiculous. You've just blown a quarter of your event, which leads me to believe that, and and it's bullshit any way you slice it because either the majority of the siege storyline will take place in the offshoots. I mean, why else would you trim your miniseries down to four issues? You're gonna you're gonna need space to flesh out this story. Maybe it's gonna be in 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 the the embedded or the other series that are coming out, or or or, or the ongoings, right? But there, this is also a very dangerous way to to produce comics because it's the inverse of what we've been used to, where where the events would foster the ongoing status quo for the universe. But in this instance, the Dark Reign storyline is the status quo that fostered this miniseries. What if this miniseries doesn't c- catch on? They are friggin' doomed. And I, I'm not saying that, you know, I don't want to be uh, claiming that there's chunks of sky falling because it's not the end of the word, world, but I'm just saying this is a not a very good beginning to a four-issue miniseries. Mm-hmm. Uh Uneventful, bordering on boring, uh, and, it, and it's all on Bendis. The visuals are everything you would expect from Mr. Quapel. They're gorgeous. Uh, there, there are panels in here befitting the gods which they depict. I mean, just an amazingly luxurious line, and his panel composition and page design, fantastic. I mean, he's given it the old home try. He's he. Sh- Aiming for the fences. I, I don't know what Bendis was thinking. There's really nothing in this issue that we haven't seen. We were served up the, 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 the first couple pages as a preview in last month's books with Volstag and the, uh, 
those characters and the destruction of the football field and blah blah blah. So the we've football field. yeah. So 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 the we've field. we've seen that right. Aside from a ridiculous last page, a wordless wordless last page that is totally yeah, it ridiculous. A, it was a, it was a yeah, it was a fanboy moment. But but a, a football field Vince. A Just sports a, complex, okay? <laughs> I have no love for these buildings. You know, I don't care. I just don't care. It was Soldier Field, which, you know, I you could take umbrage at him destroying Soldier Field, okay? What's hard. the take significance a, of Soldier pick, Field? Pick, it's it's Soldier Field. That's that's that's, that's, that's all you need to know, Vince. But Soldier I don't understand. That's, that's, it's where the Bears play, Vince. It's Chicago's where the Bears field. play. Oh. It's also a mo- it is also a monument to our our service men and women in World War II. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I could have taken offense at him blowing up Soldier Field. I, I I know it's you know pick on the Chicagoans, the poor Chicagoans, you know. But at least at least he could have had the common decency if he's going to kill the entire Bears team to at least make the team that they're playing the Packers, so we at least get some. See? What? Some little little shred of uh, uh, of satisfaction, but no, it's got to be like the Cleveland Browns, which I don't know. I goddamn Nitro destroyed, destroyed kids was nothing compared to nothing this. Compared to the destruction, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Bendis is from. It's, they they did. They looked like Cleveland Browns. Bendis is from Cleveland, so I think there's there's a working out of some sort of uh, issues that he has there, but. Uh, yeah, that was you know, to blow up Soldier Field like that. I, I felt like that was uncalled for. And what does it mean when when you're focusing on a, uh, a stadium being destroyed? I mean, if that's the <laughs> well, highlight here, of here, yeah. here was here was here was a problem. I had. Well, why, why would that? I mean, I, I got I guess the. Well, the Asgardians, I guess, can kind of go anywhere they want around the world. Is that true? They're Asgardians, dude. Well, okay, they just like walk through a mirror or something. But the, they, see, the thing that got me is the last time I picked up a Marvel comic, mm-hmm. Asgard was in Latveria. No, no, now see, Asgard, Asgard is still in Oklahoma. Yeah. The Asgardians moved Are, to Latveria. Right, right, exactly. As, oh, Asgard's Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. City, the city is still okay. floating. That part of the deal, do made with Loki. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they they left the city and went. All right. So that 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 flushes it out. That's but, awesome. But see, the whole thing in Chicago, I was like, it, it would have made more sense to me if Volstag, if that whole thing happened at like a University of Oklahoma football game. It's you know closer to Asgard and would have had just as much impact. But no, he's no, he's got to go and 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 destroy Soldier Field. Thanks. Sure. You know, in, in, in terms of a, an issue that is the culmination of seven years of storyline, that's what they say, not my words. This, mm-hmm. this is the story, seven years in the making. If this is seven years in the making, it's, 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 it's a horrible start, a horrible piss poor start, because I don't want to even read the rest of the series now. There's nothing in this issue that made me sit up and say, Whoa, my God, that's very cool. That's what events are supposed to do, right? They're supposed to get you jazzed for the entire universe. What well, about let, this let issue? Me ask you, though, did, did World War Hulk do that for you? More than this? 
And that, that's really? saying something, dude. Yeah. I was you, say, all right. I don't recall you loving World War Hulk that much. I, I and I didn't. No. Uh, the, the highlight of of this issue for me was Aries doing a Bill Pullman ID four impersonation. That's <laughs> it. That's it, man. <laughs> this will be your Independence Day, man. Oh, yes, this awesome. Is, this is basically the way I'm looking at it. And hey, enjoy the ride for the people that are enjoying it. Just just hop on. And, but there's nothing and, here to enjoy. It, there's well, there's no, literally this, nothing here this, to enjoy. This, this is the culmination of everything they've been leading up to, which is basically taking you on this what eight year ride from House of M to now, mm-hmm. or Avengers Disassembled to I, now. I, I, and at the end of this, it will be the end of that roller coaster ride and a return to but uh, shouldn't, a, new, a new status quo, which is going to be the Age of Heroes. Shouldn't right? some shouldn't storylines. Yeah, yeah. Function as a complete story to a certain extent. Have you been I mean, listening no. to me get drunk and pissed uh-huh. and bitch Hold on. and complain for the last year? I, I know there's a, the, the, the grand tapestry will never go away. I understand that. Well, wait but a minute, at, at the end of the day, I want these four issues to mean something. Okay, I, I, hold on a second, though. To play devil's advocate here, I recall just a few weeks ago me going on tilt about the Punisher or the list and you saying to me, you have yes, to let the story right. play itself out. You do. And, and, and wait, and what happened? The Frankencastle came out and it was badass and I loved it. And then I'm thinking about other, other Bendis things. You know, Chris made a joke to us on our, in, in our, uh, PMs today and he wasn't that far off though, right? I mean, no, think about, and it's not, Chris it. made a joke about how usually Bendis' stories start off great and then end with a, a fizzle. And there is some truth to that, again, with many events. I mean, I think to, our review of, you know, um, I mean, we spent a whole issue talking about Final Crisis number one. And while I know that you and I, Vince, enjoyed Final Crisis, you know, I think it's fair yeah. to say that in aggregate, most people, uh, you know, they, they lost the, 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 the narrative as the story went on. Certainly, Secret Invasion, I was absolutely balls giddy after that first issue. There wasn't a lot there, but I was like, this is going to be cool. Uh, it's set in a tone. It's action-packed. Um, you know, I, I certainly thought it, 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 uh, it, it didn't pay off um, after a strong start. Okay, but just um, admit, yes or no, event books are held to a different standard than your average issue of ongoings. Yes or no? Uh, in general, do you mean, or, or yeah, I'd say yes. Well, sure. there, I mean, there's the answer is clear cut. They are because if, if your event drives the bus, and well, right, I would say they, they are by the sheer fact that Marvel and DC they invest they so much, yes, right? And and you invest so much time and energy and and plot threads into these huge events. This I have to be honest, and I, I it really it scares me to say this. This is not a good issue of New Avengers. That's scary. But don't you think um, you owe it to, it is only four issues, don't you, I I guess I just wouldn't be at all shocked if three months from now or or seven months, depending on how long it takes to finish, but Coy Pell's, I'm going to hope is gets it out. I wouldn't be at all surprised if three months from now you're sitting here saying, well, it was actually pretty good. I like where they're going with it. Oh, okay. How much more can they go? They just threw the first reel of their movie out the window. It's all recap. I think I think I think what's interesting, you know, I made this joke on uh, on PMs today that that usually Bendis um, starts out hot out of the gate and then fizzles. So maybe he's doing things in reverse this time. And if you look at it, you know, maybe because 
another another knock on Bendis that a lot of people have is that he really decompresses stories. There was there was a lot that happened in this first story. It was almost too quick and not enough attention. Um, I mean, there it was needs major, to be quick. Well, he, I mean, there there were some some major events that happened very quickly in this issue that that happened almost too quickly. Did you read a different book than I did? Because well, uh, okay, aside okay, from okay, the Volstag okay, thing, okay, uh, what happened? Spoilers ahead. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, time out, time out. Hold on a second. <laughs> no, you can, you can, you, no, wait, you can, you can, can we? you can, you can say it without, without spoilers. There, there's really, uh, I mean, I could detail. Chris can't recap the major events in a 22 page book and. I'm telling you, there's really, there's really uh, no there, major there, events. There's like, there's like three major touchstones that happen and. The, but you you already know that uh, Osborne wants to attack Asgard. That's the whole thrust of the of uh, the, the the miniseries, you know, right? Yes, that gets jacked, and we know that because you already yeah. said the Soldier Field gets blown up. Okay. Yeah, so you know that, and other than yeah. that, so that's, you, that's, you get that's you get a hero on the last page shaking his fist because he's upset that that one of his buddies is getting. Which punched. I'm still kind of Ooh, upset big deal. Timing on that has been not good. I know, I know, and it's just. I I don't know. I I, I you're right. I, I, Vince, uh, I'm not saying it was a good comic or a bad comic. I'm my only question is, what else did you expect? This um, is I, I expected I read, event. I, I expected it. event level event level books. I, Ex- I, I expected it. extinction I level events. You know, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It was but the, and that's bad. Was, that's bad. You cannot no, be was, you no, cannot be ambivalent it's a, it's about. It's an event, event book. It's an event book, and it's it's what I've come to expect out of them. It's, oh, it's I don't know. I expect greatness. And they, no, they are it, capable it, of greatness. Well, it's oh, wait, though, how many events would you classify up. as great in, no, in the last the, five years? They're they're blown up, puffed up. Right. Well, I'm asking Vince because you just said he expects greatness. What I, no, I expect greatness. I ex- from the man who conceived powers. I expect great things. Okay, well, so back to Bendis' first event. Was, was Secret Invasion great in your estimation? Uh, no. Okay, was Civil House War great? Well, that was House, House of Venom well, was pretty cool. I'm not, you're right. But so, and Civil Advanced War was pretty cool. But I'm saying, I'm saying Marvel in, in general is capable of greatness. Look at, look at Hercules. Great book. The Hulk well, book. That's not an event, though. You said you just said I expect. And, and that, but you're playing into and you're playing into what I'm saying. They're capable of greatness on a, on an ongoing series. The events should be even greater still. No, no. But what I'm saying is, you just said you expect events to be great. I'm I asking do. you. You've read lots of events in the last five to ten years. What the last great event that I read? The last yeah, great event, the Sinestro Corps War. Okay, fair enough. Although, again, great, I would truly say great that, event. I don't know that I would characterize this as an event. Oh, I think, but, think of how many people on the forum you just made happy. Sub, all right. The, the, the last great event? Like, was, I would put Sinestro Corps War in the same vein as World War Hulk. It was oh great. Oh, my God. It was, it was just... No, I'm sorry, not World War Planet what? Hulk. Planet Hulk. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm going to read No, no, no. And again, uh, because <laughs> both were, were, were contained to their book... Uh, and an adjunct book or two in in the international core pace. They were written by one guy with one vision. You know, it was just it w- wasn't an event. It wasn't line wide. It wasn't the. I mean, as we talked about, Sinestro Core War was really not marketed by DC. And in fact, Levitz even said afterwards, "Wow, you know, we were pretty surprised by the success of Sinestro Core War." 
right. Enter we're going to take that to heart. <laughs> exactly, and then enter Blackest Night. Now, and I'm not going to, we have not talked about Blackest Night in some of our listeners' minds as much as we should have. Um, I know David's, you know, sort of taking his time waiting for that. I know you're not reading events. Chris and I are on record saying we're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it, but again, I'm going to tell you, I, like, I'm in that point now where it's like, okay, I'm ready for it to sort of get somewhere. I mean, again, you know, you know, part Jason, of it is it's, if yeah. you think if you think back, the same thing happened with Sinestro Core War that they they reached the midpoint of that. And it's like, okay, now I'm ready. We've been kind of hovering here for yeah. for a while. Now I'm ready for everything to happen. And then it did, and it was great. I think Black is Night is at the same point where they've gotten to just past the midpoint. So let's take and a I month th- off. And I, but well, wait. And I think we're getting ready to get into the third act. And so. look at look at the re- the fan response to Blackest Night. The, I, I ha- I'm not reading it, but there with every issue, there's there's a thread. Oh my God! Did you see what happened? There's always an OMG moment to Blackest Night in Civil War. Every issue had an OMG moment. There's nothing about this first issue that would make you want to read the next ones. There's there's nothing that, oh, did you see that? That was so cool. I, I have to get the rest of this series. You need that with, a, with, with a, an event book, and you also doubly need it when you only got three more issues left to tell your story. It's crazy that, well, that they squandered this opportunity. I don't think, I don't think they're going to tell the whole story in these four issues. I think Well, that's, that's not good. That's no, they're, they're, they're going to spread it out across the entire universe. Well, and that's know, one of my fears, too, that's that they're doing that's, that. Yeah, you know, but, I, And my I'm main fear is this, and I know this is something we talk about a lot, and we said we weren't going to do it, but that slippage that Marvel had in the stats the last two months where DC, for the first time, captured X amount of, I don't even know what it was. I guarantee, I'm, I'm not going to say guarantee, but I have a nasty feeling that by the time Siege Number 4 comes out, Pushing seventy thousand issues is going to be like a major milestone. I, I have no, a feeling. No, I'm no, just no, that's no. just my prediction. I don't I don't like this to be the bringer of doom and gloom. I don't think think this is going to be well received by by a lot of people. You know what? I, I think you're wrong. And okay, well, then you know what? Good for good well, for Marvel that I can't I, I th- see that. I think that. you're wrong. And on top of that, retailers already have number three ordered. <laughs> Okay. Exactly. exactly. Which, which, that's the beauty of a four issue event. I mean, it's, it's all I know. Got, See, I know. somebody was listening to me because that's they've what I've said from day one. Trim them down so you have to lock in those orders. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've already got number three. I don't know. It, and dude, it's not you effectively, not and again, I haven't read this issue, and I know David hasn't either, so it's hard for me to, I can't speak to whether I think you're right or wrong in terms of this specific issue, but aren't you somewhat condemning them for doing something that you and, and, and we have said we wish that they did more of you know more a uh, more What's focused that? compressed if you're making an event you know no 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 quick. i like the compression i just like i just like events you of no more meat on the bone i i want i want something i want events i want something going on there's nothing in here of, of any merit and i and i can't really get into it, it because you guys haven't read it but if, if you read if you read iron man if you mm-hmm. read dark avengers if you read Thor, um, if you read Captain America Reborn, you know everything that has happened in this issue, with one or two small exceptions. Mm -hmm. I guess guess I'm not sure I I count Siege as... I mean, to me, this is, again, one of those... I almost shudder to call it an event. I mean, we've seen solicits for two months past Siege number one, and I haven't seen many Siege tie-ins. So I don't. Again, it's not like they're doing... If they do play it out in the regular series, that's not good. That that is not good. Yeah, that's that's dangerous, man. That that yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm. I tell you, I'm scared. 
I, I want. What do you I want though? I mean, what do you? <laughs> because I want this to succeed. I want them to knock it out of the park. Disney's going to sell them to somebody else. No, I don't give a shit about that. Creatively, yeah, I, mean, I want they, them to have a winner because came out and Marvel was back. Had a back in even though DC had six of uh, the the top eight books, Marvel's uh, market share leader was back up to eight and a half percent. So it's not. I mean, and Marvel sort of. It's about just running on. I mean, they, they, it's just a machine, dude. I don't think you got. I know. It, it's about energy, know. though. A good event generates this huge amount of of uh, positive energy that propels this even, is a even event, it filters down a big event next summer i mean this coming it's it's become you know we'll in San Diego will be their next event. It will likely be tied to the heroic gauge, and it'll be something huge. I, th- yeah, I mean, I this is that mini transition. I think you're patting. I, 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 don't, I, I don't think you're patting little Johnny on the head. This Marvel, should be creatively stunning as well as the, the event that's going to happen Marvel next time. Doesn't have big events anymore. They just have status quo changes, and that's that's what they do. That they yeah. there are no big events, and Siege is just dovetailing out of. Out of uh, uh, Dark Rain and the hero or heroic age or whatever the next the next status quo change will just dovetail out of this. They don't they don't have events. An event has a, a beginning, a middle, and an end. They don't do that. They they have status quo changes, and I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. That's just what they do. So expect expecting this to have a a uh, a rock solid beginning uh, a, a middle chapter and a conclusion if you go into it expecting that you're going to be disappointed because they don't yeah. do that anymore it, it, expecting it to conform to good narrative techniques is really off base but no, you know, i just that, i just that, that, you know i just expecting I it to be a good story you should expect that expecting and it's not. it to be expecting it to be a three act story you're not going to get that i just want to round out the issue with what you get for your 399 and take this any way you want it you get 1 2 3 4 5 6 pages of previews for hulk number 19 fall of the hulks you get a one page siege checklist you get one two three four five pages of a aries war plan transcript that was probably thrown together at the last minute because they duplicated the text on two different pages there was a there was a mistake at the printer they were going to uh, fix it it'll be the way it's supposed to be in the next issue, but I and believe that happens. Uh, DCU has it on online for free. And that happens. You, you get one, two, three, three pages of Cup of Joe text telling you all about the issue, which is very helpful for new readers. So all told, 15 pages of content thrown out the window. Why? Why? Why is this happening? This, this, I wanted my socks to be... Over there, and I'm pointing on the other side of the room, and they're still on my feet. I needed this. I don't know. I, maybe I was just had too high expectations. I think it, you just hit the nail on the head right there. I, mean, I, just, I think you. you is it wrong to expect to be wowed, though? Um, is that asking too much? Yeah. Well, again, I, I'm just I'm smiling over here because I I seem to remember you lecturing me not too long ago about the. My, the, the problem I have is having preconceived notions about entertainment. That's, I should go in, but again, you, I just I, I just laughing because I think we could probably replay I, a clip of you. I, we can, but me for this very thing, saying, that's because like, my ideas have more currency value than yours do. But <laughs> no, exactly. But no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, I didn't expect my preconceived ideas going into this were nothing more than I want to be entertained. That's all. I I didn't expect it. I'm lying. I wanted to be entertained, first and foremost. Second, I wanted them to advance 
the ongoing story. I wanted to see this thing advance in a new and interesting and bendis level way. Because let's be honest, the guy's good. He's good at what he does. He 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 gets these groups of characters, he makes them interesting, and he puts them through their paces in ways that usually amaze me. Wow. When he's this, really good, he's one of the Yes, best. he's got the chops. And this was just like, yeah, put this on page three. I'll see you later. I'm going to play tennis. You know, it just it was it was soulless, lifeless, vapid. There was nothing there. Nothing. I, I want to latch on to something. I'm not going to complain anymore because you're probably tired of hearing me. David's crying and I'm going to hug him. <laughs> so, but it's just, I, I really hope that they put the ball back up on the tee for the second issue and hit it. Well, you're certainly not alone in, in the early reviews of the book. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, I mean, from what I've seen on our forum and other places, that there, there aren't too many people uh, making a contrarian point about the book. So, But I'll read yeah. it, and David will read it. I'm sure we'll and, weigh in. And God way. bless Tom Morris. God bless him, because he's like, I loved it. I read it. It was awesome. This was going on over here. I was loving this. I felt like I felt like replying to him, but I didn't want to start anything, because that's his opinion, and it's as, mm-hmm. as valid as mine is. Hey, like, it had some Did you get a special action. issue that I didn't big, get? <laughs> it had some big action, big fun fanboy moments. Oh. That's, eh, you know, it was... I, I think another part of the problem is they should stop releasing these promo images beforehand because this image of of Ares riding the jet with all the Dark Avengers would have had much more impact if I didn't see every pro- okay. every yeah, stage no. of the process. Hey guys, this is Dave calling from South Korea. I just wanted to say that I discovered, well, didn't discover, but I started reading this week, 20th Century Boys, and holy fuck, that book is awesome. I just, I am completely in love with it. It's amazing. And yeah, I've been knocked the fuck out by it. And just wanted to share that with you. Anyway, guys, take care. Bye. <laughs> Now, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show. Vince, I think that you you were expecting uh, District 9 and Siege is Independence Day. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? it's. I think, yeah, okay. Yeah, it, it, it's Independence Day. And and that's that's just it's, it's, it's I think it's it's more along the lines that's, that's of Starship a, Troopers too. Well, I think, not, <laughs> okay, no. but uh, you know sometimes there's nothing wrong with some popcorn action film, and that's mm. what they're doing here. It's, it's so you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm 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 gonna bruise my little knees making my novenas that the next issue is. <laughs> no, it's gonna be more the same. And I, you know, and I I like to be upbeat. I don't like to complain. I'm just stunned that this is this is the best they can do well i think what this is is a little bit of this is the culmination of you being at your most marvel centric you've been in a long time long Um, time yeah and i'm not going to stop being marvel centric sure sure sure. it's cool marvel mainstream's cool yeah the premise is obviously cool it's it's i think you've uh, as i recall you left you really kind of fell out of favor with marvel and no uh, in no small part because of a lot of the stuff that's kind of become the status quo, and you've come back around to some of it. But obviously, it's I not think the first admit- time, though, dude. No, no, I know. <laughs> I, I got it. Wait, listen, listen. You'll you'll get a laugh out of this. I left Marvel previously, before the last time when they did that. You decide thing with Peter David. 
Oh, Captain Marvel, I was like, I was like fuck uh, you, how could you, how dare you treat Peter David like that? Fuck it, I'm not getting any more Marvel comics. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> whenever you go, you go hard. Well, at least you didn't leave like going. over Atlantis Attacks or the Evolutionary War. No, no, because, yeah, Marvel was all there was back then. I didn't even look at a DC book until... <laughs> No, I didn't. I, you know, the first time I looked at a DC book was when George Perez did the revamped action comics. Okay. Remember, remember oh. when they had Perez do the cover, and then uh, what did yeah. Byrne come on Byrne not long Byrne. after that? Uh, yeah, that's when my DC buying began, and then I just bought a lot of back issues. But whatever happened to the band tomorrow? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how about how about uh, David tells us something he's enjoying? Because yeah, David, what are you loving besides your wife? We're not going to go out on a negative. We don't go do like that. No, we're not going out on a negative, so I won't talk about Vigilante. So I'll say <laughs> that... Uh, that was sweet. I, uh, well, talk about quick, Fantastic I, Four, 574. No, I have it next oh, to me. It's not exactly at the top of the stack. <laughs> come um, on now. The... i got to stop drinking. Vince? Bizarro episode. No, really. I, I'm tired, and it just went right to my head. I'm sorry. I, you know what my greatest fear was? And I'll be totally honest with you. Coming into this episode thinking, Pat's not going to be my friend when I'm done with this. Oh, That's sad. my fear. I love Pat. No, I love Pat. and I, I know he does. And I, I was just coming into it thinking, i got to be honest, but... But, but right. there's he'll, path he'll, to think about. He'll you know, tell you go ahead. where you were wrong and everything's going to be fine when it's all done. And he'll probably be right. God bless him. So there you go. Yeah. I'm sorry for interrupting you. That's really. It's just me. The, uh, a couple months ago, you were quite happy because uh, you read the first issue of uh, the Warren Ellis, Phil Jimenez, Andy Lanning, Astonishing X-Men. Yeah. I like and it. You asked me if I read it. I did, and you said I, I didn't you get read to the it. First two, yeah, uh, three now, yeah. Okay, so you read up to thirty-three. Yeah, I read up to thirty-three today. Nice. Two words: brood bombs. Come on, <laughs> that, that, that's that was gold. Really cool. It's first. Yes. Okay. This is probably shaping up to be one of my favorite Warren stories in a good long while, wow. especially a mainstream Marvel. Warren yep. story. Or, or, I agree. Anything from Marvel, period, from, that, that, that Warren has done recently. It's um, inventive, isn't it? It's it's unique. It's mm-hmm. it, it, uh, it harkens back to olden times with, with, when it comes to the X-Men. Um, if there were brew bombs in Siege, I'd be all over Siege. That, yeah, you would be. <laughs> um, Jimenez's art is, is slamming. My, my issues are the stupid uh, Photoshop effects that either he or Frank D'Armada want to use when, when showing motion. It's like, can I see the fucking art, please? Can, can I not see the blurs? Oh, just, you don't I, like the blur. I, yeah. I can do without all the blur. Some of it may be cute, but, but like, I mean, you got an explosion and, and there's a blur covering half the image and, and it was killing me. There were some nice um, homages to, to Cockrum and Paul Smith when Wolverine mm-hmm. was talking about the brood. Yep. Um, it's it, Warren, I'd love the interaction between Cyclops and Wolverine more than I I think Warren has a better handle on Cyclops in this book than Fraction does in Uncanny damn really there is yeah especially I mean even Utopia exactly yeah and and you're getting static the uh, especially in Utopia but even going back to when Brubaker 
was leaving Uncanny. You had issue 500, and 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 everybody was in San Francisco, and Fraction's getting his his feet wet with the characters. There, Cyclops Scott feels, I guess I want to say more. I know he's supposed to be stiff, and he's supposed to be rigid and and cold and calculating because that's just who he is now, and he's got a little bit more of a personality in Astonishing. There's, 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 uh, there's just a little bit more weight to him. He doesn't feel so stiff mm-hmm. when Warren Ellis writes him. And, and, and Jimenez, when, when Phil Jimenez draws, draws Cyclops, that, that's who the character's supposed to be. I love Terry Dotson. I love Rachel Dotson. But it's Scott Slim Summers. And that's how he looks in Astonishing X-Men. Not buff or, 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 uh, or bulky. The way the way the Dodsons or, or Landon and Ponzer draw him in Uncanny, um, everybody in it. I mean, even even Storm. I kind of I kind of dig. You know, she she's not in it a whole lot. She doesn't carry huge panels with exactly with, 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 with a lot of dialogue. But even when she does show up or when she has something to say, they're cute little comments, and and I chuckle. And, I agree and with Emma you. is great. And, You're right. And, and Hank is is fantastic, and his relationship with 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 Brand in this. I mean, every even Armor and normally kids annoy the living hell out of me, and and even Armor really? isn't isn't yeah to, yeah to a degree yeah. Uh, not, even not like Kitty and stuff. No, not not Kitty. Okay. Yeah, Juicy Knight. We we with very nice. Don't leave me hanging. Very well said. I I think that um, Hank has come into his own with Ms. Brand. Yeah. The, the, he, the, the, He's coming into something else, too. Oh, I know, but the the, the character kind of stagnated for a lot of years. They didn't really know what to do with Hank. Now he is fleshed out so well with her, and their relationship makes him even more real to me. I love that they push yeah. the brand. She's very, a great character. Human. Yeah. Cool. And yeah. Split, and, Sword's and, awesome. And the, yep. uh, yeah, the, I have the first two issues that I have to read. Probably Chris just made. Chris, you know what? Remember the Sicilian crying over the garbage? I just got a tear on the side of my on the corner of my eye when you said "sword is awesome." I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna get an email from Pat tomorrow. It's gonna be like Vince scorned me, but it's good Pat to know that, 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 that we huh. can be together again. It's um. Yeah, sword, sword is great. Sword is awesome. Yeah. Pat's yeah. too busy talking about how in love he is on Twitter. To oh my talk. God, the breakfast oh, thing! I was like, dude, <laughs> too much information. Wow. <laughs> I tell you what, if uh, and I'll let uh, I won't jump in here long. Um, we talk about rebels and guardians of the galaxy and just fun, spacey goodness. If you like all that, read, read Sword because it's yeah. awesome. I'm yeah. sorry, go ahead, David. Oh, and it's an acronym. Um, How could you not love an acronym book? It's awesome. Just like Rebels. It's although yep. we don't know what Rebels is an acronym for these days, do we? It's not the same one. Um, no, it's it's my when we close out and in your travels. It, uh, Astonishing X Men's my my recommendation. It's, uh, and of course, of course, for the first time in ages, I stopped reading Astonishing before <laughs> the Jimenez arc because I wasn't really grooving on the Simone I, stuff. I did. See, th- this is uh, it. This is when when we're talking about. Uh, the collector's mentality and and you know when when do you you know oh well justice league of america sucked but i've been reading it 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 took me a long time but it's it's gotten to the point where i don't have it's not even me thinking about you know what i'll just get him in a three for a dollar bin eventually at a convention it's it's gotten to the point where i don't 
have to read this. This is not, this is not the character that I've been reading. This is not that this is, so I didn't read an issue. And it's it's ironic that um, it's not an essential X-Men title, but in my opinion, it's the best X-Men title right now. And you don't really have to read it. Because it's still, he, he's still borrowing the, uh, it's self-contained. The, the, the Joss Whedon, you know, yeah. in between the raindrops. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, what's going on here, you know, they, these characters are together and, and everybody is in this book, you know, they may feel the effects of what's going on elsewhere. You know, they're still in San Francisco. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's this specific team, but it's an established team. You know, they all work well together and 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 it's just it's it's cool how like i said warren picked a few things from from the claremont days and and uh and and of all the people whose fault this is that floored me that was a punch to the gut um you know i'm 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 along for the ride on this and i had no problem walking away when because you know like 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 Jason said with Ghost Box, you know, Warren Ellis and, and Simone Bianchi and, and even, you know, however many issues that 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 side series was yeah, by Davis, too. you know, that I didn't bother with any of that. I was Killed I read me. the first issue. That's the same same thing with Miller and Hitch's Fantastic Four. You know, after a couple yeah. issues, okay, I can I'm I'm cool with walking away. These I have no idea who the hell these characters are. So I'm yeah. I'm cool with saying bye. I got He's the out. ghost Outlet shout. I bought the ghost boxes and the uh Simone Bianchi uh, astonishing issues for fifty cents. At Wild Pig, that was too much, and I still haven't read them yet. Yeah, same, yeah. you know, they're just—I I mean, I have the the whole astonishing run now, just because I needed that that old collector, you know, jism. I have to get the right, but right. for fifty cents, they're worth it. Simone, he, I love his his textured work; it's beautiful. But I didn't read them, I, and I, I I really have no. There's nothing instigating me to read them. You know what I mean? So as soon as I'll get them to them someday. Wow, too many beers. But it's not like this Warren Ellis stuff. Uh, the new with the Jimenez. It's it, really it is, yeah. Well, I it's know a, when if David's praising an it's X, electric. I'm gonna love it because yeah. I know he he like me reads a lot of X stuff and it's it takes a. I mean I know that you know I think we're both pretty forgiving to X stuff even if we're not totally <laughs> loving right. it. Right. So, you, if you're if you're willing to praise it, then I got to jump back. I, oh, I guess I'll. Definitely. Well, I presume it'll be traded. I'll, I'll buy the trade. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's offered in this month's. Previews, actually. The pre- hardcover? Or? I don't know. I don't know. Thing but see, the, you like the hardcovers. The oh, thing, the, the thing is, it, it's almost as if Warren said, "You know what? I am going to this decompression thing, mate. It's not working all the way because the the first <laughs> issue. Well, I'm trying to keep That's it real. The the uh, the first issue was a rescue mission, and he yeah. did it. He did it in one issue. He could have dragged that out for two issues. Uh-huh. But no, nope, he's he he. Uh, I don't see it. So maybe I yeah, was that's wrong. Yeah, true. You had you had the rescue in one issue, and then you have the fallout from, you know, where, where, right. where the first issue left yeah. off. That's the second issue. Yeah. Where the second issue leaves off. Boom. Now we're in the third. So it's it's moving at a pretty good. Oh curve. yeah. The um. And he didn't know, really like, even need the rescue thing, other to get than to get um brand in the picture. The, right to get brand yeah. into the picture and to show you the ship. Yeah. I have to say, I don't think I'll. Um, I've tried to to ease back on the things that I that really irk me these days about continuity in comics. But one thing I don't think I'll ever really totally get over is 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 Cat Hank. I I I, really? I just 
it, it, it's it's one of the few characters I can think of as I'm thinking here, sitting in, uh, that really does bother me every time I look at him because he's one of my favorite characters. And I just so want him to be regressed to. Are, are you reading Sword? Hate. Yes. yes. <laughs> what are your what are your opinions on that? Oh, you're gonna hate it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've read. I, it is what it is. I, I like I told you, I talked about Stephen Sanders and uh, and the Five Fists of Science the, a couple couple weeks back. I, I think he's quite a, quite a good artist. I, oh, he's I, great. Right, but I'm just saying, it's not, it personally, yeah, it's not. I understand. I, I understand the criticisms he's getting for the way he's drawing Beast. Put it that way. I, I, I think it's. I love yeah, it. I understand, he's well, that and that's great. But I, I guess I, I can. It's certainly a choice that you know. I would probably prefer him not to have made. But eh, it is what it is. It's still, <laughs> a, good, you, it's still have, a good story. Have you seen Mark Brooks's cover for Cloak and Dagger Number One? Uh, oh no, I haven't. Oh, I haven't got man. previews yet. I get previews on Friday. You just want to rest your weary head right on them puppies. There you go. Mm. Nice. Anyway, all right. This. <laughs> I think I don't know. I was just looking at it. She's got a nice. <laughs> she go tig old bitties. But this episode of Love and Clock Comics Bubble has been noise. has been sponsored. No, we are pretty good this time. Has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service. That's DCBService.com. Check them out. You can get your books at significant discounts, amazing discounts, um, 35 up to 70% off. And if you are a new customer, this is your first time order, you can get an extra 8% off your total uh, bill by typing in, uh, damn it, Chris. Um, oh, EOC. E-O-C. Yeah, I think. Was it my fault? Because oh. you, uh, you brung it. EOC eight. You'll get an extra eight percent. It's amazing. Uh, secure packing delivered right to your door by a costume custodian of the United Parcel Service. Uh, you don't have to leave your house. You can be like a. You can be like me, actually, which is yeah, really sad. And an order Steve Ditko books. And order Steve Ditko books too, because they have a, a nice array of of new titles from the man. And order Norton's Cursed. Norton's Cursed, mysterious, curse. mysteriously unfathomable. Uh, lots of good stuff this month. Lots yep. of good stuff. Uh, little Lulu, a huge Little Lulu out of Dark Horse, and a Harvey uh, anthology omnibus type thing. They're really pushing the Harvey characters again, which is yeah. cool. Yeah. Enthusiasm. Elevate. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you. And when you go to our forum, forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com or www.11o'clockcomics.com, this ties into our 11 o'clockers. We are running the best of 2009. Vote on your choices because you only have like a couple more days. Jason? Yeah, I'm going to Vegas, uh, so I'm locking it down nice. um, when I get back uh, sometime Monday, whenever I feel like it. So get it okay. in by Sunday if you want to make sure to get your stuff in. But the thing that ignited that, that idea of coming to our forum for that was the Dark Horse hardcover edition of the Casper first issue. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to vote for that for reprint of the year. It's fantastic. And it's 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 budget price nine ninety five for a hardcover reprinting two vintage Casper stories the very first one from nineteen forty six I think nine ninety five come on I know the Rocketeer is good stuff but I don't know I'm gonna have to think about this one oh boy <laughs> all right yeah so there you go eleven o'clock comics we love you so much and in your travels do yourself a huge favor and read uh, read Bongo comics read The Simpsons. Dang. Great stuff. Oh, always Bongo comics. That's right, because yeah, uh, Sergio Rogan is, is writing, uh, I think he's alternating now, doing Bart Simpson and, and Simpsons, regular comic. But cool. cool. 
Yeah. Uh, play along at home with uh, us folks at Around Comics. I just read the uh, Strangers in Paradise Volume One, and um, I, I loved it. It was it was great, and we'll be talking about it. So good man, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, if you feel like uh, getting smarter while you read comics, by all means, uh, start reading Rex Mundy because that shit is good. Oh, you do like it. I had a feeling you'd like it. Holy fuck am I liking it. I have... I'm I'm loving it, dude. I I can't get enough of it. I I just picked up the uh, fifth trade last weekend. Nice. We'll we'll talk about it in a future episode because I'm loving it. Yeah. David. Uh, Astonishing X-Men. Yay! Did you say you were going to say that? You did did say it. You're a man of your word, David Price. Try, babe. Pull the football away. All right. Thank you very much for being here. We will see you again. We will talk to you again next week. Love you so much. Right? right? That's right. Yes. Remember, always bet on black folks. Stay right, Wesley. Bye-bye. Hoodoo.